What's up, ladies and gentlemen? I need you know I need to come up with an awesome way to come into the show because I'm working Take on this. Mic check. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I hope I hope yeah. that this is not an omnidirectional microphone and that you uh did not hear my wife at that moment. So yeah, we did, did. I apologize. You we did? did my beautiful sister from another mister. We gotcha. Mic check. <laughs> All right, so. What's up, sis? Hey, brother. Did I do it right? No. Brother. Brother yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to uh, make an announcement. Welcome back to the True Christian Ministry Podcast. It is our Wednesday night episode, and it is a night of fun. We've got a special guest with us, this little random lady. I met her on the street over by the church, and she was beautiful. So I gave her a ride, and now <laughs> we're married. So um, before we kick the show off, y'all know I don't do that whole like, subscribe, friend things. I want to see. If JD and the people watching can guess where we've hit today as far as our, because you all know we're doing like a fundraiser, the True Christian Ministry fundraiser just kicked off today. And I am so excited to announce, like to give you guys an update of where we're at today. And I'm watching messages come in that it's hitting. So I want to ask, where do you think we are at JD and anyone in the crowd? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm suck at guessing games, bro. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. No one? No one. Say nothing. Chat. Just wait. All right, in a moment. You, you need to you need to give your your wife some. You're kidding me. I'm not kidding. We are already halfway to the goal that I set. That that will literally take care of people that we love with all our heart, and we are at ten thousand five hundred dollars. Now remember, this is three families. So I know to the younger crowd, you're like, they're rich. No, we're not. But that is where we're at so far. I wanted to do this right now just because I wanted to make sure that everybody watching, because I know all those families are probably watching. I know for a fact some are. And I want them to know that you are not alone. And it's and we love you. So and this is the beginning. We we, we are going to see. I, I, I believe he always provides. He always provides. So um, I love you, too. Uh, so, yeah. Um, I just wanted to let you guys know that we have an amazing God. So let us be thankful that when we call each other and we say we need help, uh, that people step up and help each other and love each other. Um, so what an amazing, amazing thing. Um, and like I said, this is just the beginning. Um, because we have, like I said, we have multiple people that this ministry would love to be able to bless, but I can't do it. I'm really just a guy. Like I promise you. Um, so with that being said, welcome to the show. It looks like I keep losing internet on TikTok. So I'm looking over here now and I just realized we are red on TikTok. Maybe if I hop off the Wi-Fi, it looks like I maybe never even went fully live on TikTok. I might have to just close it out. Um, but yeah, so tonight we're going to be diving into biblical marriage and biblical parenting. Um, we asked some people to submit some questions. Let me move over from my wife. We asked some people to submit questions. However, I have not seen many questions. So uh, I blame all of you. <laughs> but I'm sure you guys have some questions that you're going to hit us with in the comments. Oh, this might be where it need to be all the time. It looks so much better over there. It's good. It's good. I don't think it's coming back. So, guys, it looks like we might not be live on TikTok tonight, to be very honest with you. We don't know. We'll find out. But you guys come every week. So that's all that matters, really. While they're not on yet, we're just going to talk trash about them. You guys, 
you guys are who we care about the most and who we love the most. What's going on? Just leave it. In case y'all haven't met my wife, how about I do this? I'm going to let my wife introduce herself to y'all. That's probably all in their ear. I am sorry. She's new to this. She doesn't realize that when she grabs this I am not in new. your ear. Oh, this makes a sound like Yes. Like, no, no. It would have been boom. Um, like a loud bass I'm in there. So if they have headphones on, it would have been boom. That is no bueno. My bad. Lo siento. Hey, y'all. My name is Tanasia. Um, for some reason, I've adopted this new nickname of Miss P, which has never well, it used <laughs> been to be anything. Mrs. T. Yeah, most of my kids and stuff call me Mrs. T. Um, but I am Michael's wife. I got Miss True Christian as well, which is, is very interesting. Um, but Michael is my husband, obviously. We have been married for six years. He knows the dates and stuff like that. We can get into all that at a, at a different point in time. Um, but just a little bit of background information about me or if this is new to you, this is your first time on the podcast. Um, we both come from previous marriages. We have a blended family, um, his, mine, and ours. So I have a daughter, he has a son, and we've got a little boy together. My background is officially in education and in higher ed. Um, but I am also in the military and I am a nutrition and fitness coach as well. On top of raising all these kids and doing all the other crazy things that we do. I just like to be busy, I guess, and torture myself. And so I do all the things. Um, I'm loving seeing some of these names of people that I am used to interacting with on TikTok and in text messages and everything like that. So, hey, Kiera. Hey, Melissa. Hey, I can't even see all the rest of them. They were moving a little bit faster, but what's up, y'all? I'll be here tonight, Um, I guess, just kind of answering any questions and hanging out with y'all only for a little bit because I still have a bedtime at the end of the day. He stays up all night, but I need my rest, and I believe that the Lord called us to rest, so I'm going to take advantage of that. Yeah, and meanwhile, I'm over here freaking <laughs> out because TikTok is not working with me. Um, so I'm working on getting that situated. It's probably all your text messages. Yeah, I'm, my phone is blowing up because every time, you know, a donation comes in, my phone vibrates. Um, um, silence or pause the uh, notification. I can put on green. do not disturb. It is when it starts. I can put do not disturb on. And then have it on uh, Wi-Fi. What are you doing? I put It's focused nowadays. You went the Look, long the only, way to the do only that. Only person that's allowed to contact me when I'm on not disturb is you. That's right. That's right. There you go, man. That's <laughs> ever a time that make sure that someone has. Uh, maybe I got to restart my whole phone because I cannot go live. Um, that's okay. Yeah, JD's back. What's up, JD? Uh, What's up, man? Sorry, I, I needed a minute there. That was that's just overwhelming. Uh, yeah, I did. I did burst into tears, so I had to get off screen. So I'm not You're not the only yet. one that just, they're all in text format. So therefore, yeah. um, you don't know about their ugliness of crying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I moved off man, the camera for a moment. <laughs> that's awesome. I didn't even see the video you posted um, or the messages you sent out. But to everyone who, who, who gave so generously, that's just so heartwarming, man. Oh, God, it's so good. Amen. Just, Amen. Man, you guys are good. You guys Look are at the awesome. This background in me all the time and all the time. God is good. 
Preach. Yeah, exactly. I don't think we can ever unlearn that one. You know, God well, is good. The bad news yeah. is that my wife has officially decided to go uh uh pescatarian. Pescatarian. <laughs> and um I was I'm fully convinced that that's not a good thing for this household. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely happy tears, guys. When when brothers and sisters in Christ help each other, then it's uh, uh yeah, I'm I'm reminded of of God's grace and His goodness um, all the time. <laughs> so Let's see. I sometimes think it's you just out. need that. I think I got my live stream yeah. working on TikTok. What are you talking? You oh, just cut him off. I'm sorry. I wasn't. I wasn't over here. I'm sorry, he's, 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 he's working he, he on does his that. That's... listening skills. I'm sorry. I know he does it all the time. When I'm watching the podcast upstairs, I'm texting him like, "Stop cutting him off. Stop cutting him off." <laughs> it's all good. I didn't, it's all good. I didn't I, I've, I've, I've become. See, see. I'm like I'm used to it. It's 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 uh it's beautiful. Rude. So biblical parenting, marriage, good good topic, good topic, and 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 one that's not that's not discussed enough. While while Mark gets his life straight there, the the one thing I'm gonna say is, um, just to start off, that a marriage that is rooted in Christ can overcome all things. If, if there is God is at the center of that marriage, it will overcome. It, it's, it's got no, no choice but to overcome. Because again, greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. And, and when we're married and we're one flesh, that applies to the, marriage, mm -hmm. to the marriage covenant. Because God is at the center. God is the rock. And Satan will try. Um, and again, it's just like I'm, I'm, I'm so... So blessed by by this couple, Mike and and Tenasia, because even the way she came out the other day, um, and biblically defended her husband, not because and this is and again, like I say, this is not about personalities. I get it. Not everybody's gonna like our face. Not everybody's gonna like the way we speak. Not everybody's gonna like the way we do things. Um, but ultimately, if if let's look at the the biblical evidence for what's being said, um. And if the scriptures are there, and if it's if it's from the Bible, then then there is no need to refute. There is no need to argue, because ultimately that's that's what we are called to do. As iron sharpens iron, so one brother sharpens another brother. Um, and ultimately, this is sometimes sharpening is. And I've said this so many times before. Sometimes the sharpening isn't comfortable. And sometimes we've got to have uncomfortable conversations with our brothers and sisters in Christ, but it should never result in a, a war. It should never result in a war. And, and this is ultimately what the marriage is. When we see there are going to be daily struggles, there are going to be daily struggles. And how do we respond to these struggles using God's word? Um, and that's, that's basically what we have to keep in the back of our minds as we're running this race as a couple that how do we respond from God's perspective? All right. I apologize. I know since we basically have gotten on, I haven't been giving you all my full attention. I've been over here at TikTok figuring it out. Um, I went ahead and just told everybody that we're not going to have it on TikTok tonight. My wife was able to go live sitting next to me on the same Wi-Fi. My phone, the newer phone, is literally unable to get a connection. Look, I don't ever do this, but you mad, the enemy? You big mad? You, you want to argue. 
I can't argue Jim with said, you. Why are you still trying to get you mad. podcast started? The podcast has started. Yeah. Look, I'm just trying to let people know because you know we got these lazy people that don't ever come over here. So this day's day. This is the day to challenge them. Um, so Bruh. he big man, he big man. All right, so that means let's see, let's real quick, let's start with the questions that were submitted. Okay, and, now this bastard's getting straight in. Yeah, I have to be that guy because if not, me and JD will continue to go down a rabbit trail all the time. So I, I, I'm just gonna jump into it with that to kind of get things started with the commenters and give them time to uh ask what they want to ask. But let us see real quick. Um a question. So I noticed a lot of y'all heard my video and didn't hear my video because I said, hey, guys, parenting and biblical marriage video. And y'all always try to find. Listen, while my wife looks over here at these. I was looking at these. I'm oh, sorry. well, tell me here. Look at these because I want to talk to them for two seconds, actually, while she does that. Look for those questions. Listen to me. There is a time and a place. Sometimes I'll be having videos that ain't got nothing to do with the things you're doing. It'd be a video of me and my dog playing. And someone will come in like, look, I'm just struggling with understanding what First Timothy chapter 3 is like. And I'm like, bro, this, what are you doing? This is just a picture, a video of me jumping up and down my dog. Y'all don't listen. I love y'all. I love y'all, but y'all don't listen. Some videos, y'all just jump in there and just say the most random stuff. Um, You find a question yet? Yeah. I was looking for the answer to a different one, but I can answer. Looking uh, for the answer. Because I had already, I posted it somewhere on my Instagram, a question that someone asked, and I like oh. to be consistent. But um, this one from American Girl Doll Videos. Interesting name. I've seen her many times. Okay. Yeah. Do you think that it's bad for women to just be stay-at-home moms? Is that biblical? I mean, it's extremely biblical. It's more biblical than what we do today. No, I'm just saying because the original plan was the man provides. The ma we're in a position we're in because of economical reasons, <laughs> greed, things like that. But the original biblical position was man provides, woman cares, and woman takes care of household and family. And, and also the women in the community take care of the community. And they cook together and they, 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 they mother together. And it, like that was the original. And the men, we went out, we hunt. Like that's the function okay. biblically. I see we're gonna be on two opposing spectrums. I'm just saying that's that's the <laughs> biblical. I mean, not just biblical. That's like the 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 history of it. Like that's what we are. Yeah, yeah, to know. And I see someone put Proverbs 31. I think I don't. That's the he, Proverbs. Woman. He quotes he quotes all the Bible verses. I'm just gonna tell you the gist of what I know, right? So I think where people are are getting this question from are from like Proverbs and Titus. But we also have to remember that the situation was different back in the day. Okay. Women were working. They just weren't working outside of the home. So while the men could have been in the fields collecting the grapes or doing whatever it was that was part of their family business, the women were still contributing to that business while also contributing yeah. to the household. Yeah, women So did the that. Bible does call us to raise the children, raise godly children on top of that take care of home, take care of our husband. Um, but it doesn't say that we have to be stay-at-home moms to answer the question that was asked. The question that was asked is, is it biblical for no, women to just be stay-at-home? That's stay the second question. The question was, do you think it's bad for women to just be stay-at-home? No, I don't think it's bad. Okay. So, yeah, my answer to a question would be no. Like, I have no problem with that. Now, if you can make it happen, I'm not saying you have to because yeah. today it's harder to do that. Yeah, as long as... You're not neglecting the things that you're supposed to be doing, which is taking care of your kids and taking care of your husband uh, and and 
What is that? I'm not a mom, but I like to stay at home. <laughs> uh, so that's my that's my take on it. That's my answer on it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I would if, say it's if not we bad. had to be a stay at home mom, I I'm sending all over the place because I'm never at home. I'm a mom, but I've got 13 jobs. Yes, that's a true. That's a true statement. Let's see. Is there any other question well, that, that actually fits the actual spectrum here? With JD. That's exactly the right. same as, as our situation as well. I mean, Diane goes out and, and she works from 5 a.m. until like she's getting ready for work as we speak. I mean, it's it's 10 to 5 and she's getting ready to leave and she'll come back at sunset. Um and, and this is this is the day and age we live in. So again, the the I agree with with Mike and I agree with Ten Asia because again, it's the perspective. It's if this is the cards you've been dealt, how do you handle it publicly? That, that's what we've always got to come, and, and that's why you know I started off by prefacing the the fact that every marriage is going to be different in terms of 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 roles. Yeah. Um, but but here's one thing that we know. Um, my wife still it honors and respects me as the head of the home. And, and, and I'm pretty sure the same, the same is happening in the Pagano household. Um, whether or not she's the majority income, she brings in more money, whatever the case may be, these things are not what affects the headship of a household. And that's one thing people need to understand about this conversation is making more money doesn't make you more in charge. That's yeah. not how it works. Um, and, and ultimately it's about finding your, your, your role in the, in the, in the marriage and saying, okay, I'm the mom. This is what God expects of the mom. I'm the dad. This is what dad, this is what is expected of the dad and everything else in between all, all the worldly things that get tossed at us. Um, and now we've got to, again, looking at Romans chapter 12, are we going to conform to the pattern of the world? Because they now say, Women should be more prominent. Women should be in male positions. Mm -hmm. We can go, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we believe in evolution. No, we don't. We still adhere to the godly order of marriage, and and that's why I think Mark's got that that T-shirt. You know, this is the household <laughs> according to the umbrella T-shirt. Yeah. Okay, he's done. I'll be honest with you. Um, you know, as we talk about it, this is something that you and me talk about a lot, JD. It's that it's we're in this weird position where when you come to terms with what the biblical answer is, you realize that the generations before you departed that and they departed it so bad that it's hard for you to go back completely to it. So even though you learn about it, the human generations of failure affect where we're at now because yeah. Satan played a long game and took the father out the house and put women in a position. And now women are naturally in a position yeah. like so. When I answer it, it's what I wish it was because it would have stayed that way. But because of sin and the world and gen like, I can't change what the financial situation is. I can't change that prior to Christ, we both were raised a certain way and it all plays a factor in it. So yeah, at the end of the day, it's not black and white. It's really about what is happening in this home and are you glorifying God? It would be my opinion. Yeah. So that even goes to this other question. So do you disagree with stay at home dads? Well, what is, what is the dad's role in the family? Would I be considered a stay-at-home dad? Because I don't do stay-at-home So options. let's answer this question first. What is the dad's role biblically in the family? You asking me or you yes, ask? Oh, uh, so the father's <laughs> role biblically would be to lead the household. Uh, 
lead his household, lead, provide for his household, and protect his household. Um, and that could be spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially, and all those things. That's our role. Um, and then, obviously, I mentioned earlier, the wife is the caretaker. So then, based off of that, if you can stay at home and be able to provide all of those things, then you can be a stay-at-home dad biblically, okay? But if you're staying at home and you're not drawing your family any closer to Christ, you're not contributing to the family in any sort of way, you're a couch potato, you're withdrawn or something like that, that's not a stay-at-home dad, that's just a hobo living on your couch. <laughs> <laughs> No. There we go. <laughs> oh goodness. She said if you yeah, you could be a stay-at-home dad if you're a dad. <laughs> hey, but the sad thing is, this is satire because there's comedy to kind of make this bitter truth not taste as bitter because that's a lot of dads that are not present while present. Yeah. I made sense. I made sense. Yeah, does. Good job. Um Mike is yeah, a work at home dad. We see that. Yeah, we can call it work. When you do something you love, I really don't be feeling like I'm working. I feel like I spend a lot of time, but I don't feel like I'm working to the point where I actually have like moments where I'm like, am I doing something? Because it don't, I'm on a phone and I'm talking to people and I'm talking about Jesus. Like that's fun. People do that in between their jobs. So when it becomes my life, it's like, Am I supposed to be somewhere else? Am I or am I okay being here at all times? As far as like in the word and in you know, because the world has convinced us that you can have other priorities. So it's yeah. actually we were just talking about this tonight, church. Just as much as y'all stress about how much to put in, we stress on are we putting in too much? You know, JD and I had our had a talk earlier privately about how we can accidentally overwork ourselves and overextend ourselves and mm -hmm. burn ourselves out. So just as much as y'all think that you have your stressors. The people on the further side of the spectrum, man, we'd be struggling too. How do we start yeah. biblical parenting? These intelligent young ones have too much attitude and no understanding or care about the spiritual effects. So you can easily break these two. So <laughs> yeah. you want to hit right here. Is that the wrong answer? We're not on TikTok. There's no <laughs> algorithms that I'm scared of right now. I can say all types <laughs> of stuff right now. We're free. <laughs> Our chains and, and are broken. Man, it's 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 <laughs> that is a great question, and I would start off by saying your fruit, your fruit. You know, children, I I, I see this all the time. People are like, I'm going to tell my kids what to do, and then I'm going to live a life that contradicts that. Guess what? Yeah. You're teaching your kid. There is no there is no meat behind the sauce. Like if I'm going to if I'm going to tell you something and do the opposite, children do not respond to instruction without action. So if I say to my son, this is how you talk to the elderly. This is how you speak to those who are in positions of power, your teacher, your mother, you know, those who are older than you, this is how you respond. And I do the same thing. I speak to people with respect. I speak to people with love. Guess what he's learning? He's learning that my dad is practicing what he preaches. It's, it's, it's so easy to say, hey, do this, do that, do this, do that. But then you, you do the opposite. And I'm, I'm speaking from, from personal experience growing up in a household that was, was 
conflicted with violence and 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 constantly fighting um I, I was told to do certain things by my mom and my stepdad but ultimately they would go and do the opposite of what they've told me to do so i'd be like why, why would i listen to these people so the the main goal as a parent and how to start with biblical parenting is live out the bible don't just don't just don't just say things show them things show them that you know christ um, and and let your life exemplify christ because what do we read in in proverbs proverbs is uh probably one of the best proverbs 22 verse 6 says train up your child in the way that he should go and when he is old he will not depart from it so what does it mean to train up a child notice that it doesn't say teach them something it says train up so when you're training if you're an american football player you have to train you don't just arrive on game day sunday football what up i'm here give me the ball they go through extensive training throughout the week to to stay physically fit to stay mentally sharp they have strict diets so that they so that their bodies don't get uh i mean and 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 Tunisia will tell you the same thing you got a lot of women who complain about their weight and you say what what form of exercise are you doing oh no <laughs> what exercise so you're like so again what what are you complaining about? And and it's the same sense with 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 biblical parenting. People are like, my children won't listen. Well, what what kind of education are you providing? What kind of training are you providing? Because it's it's easy for the child to go go all the way east if you're trying to drag them west forcefully. It's not going to work. The, this is a, this is the kind of thing. The same principle where yeah. the the wife follows the husband, children will follow the the wife the the mother. If, if the father is setting an example and the mother is following in that example, and then the children can follow in their mother's example. This is why if we go to Proverbs again, it, the, the same author here, Solomon says in the very first proverb, my son, hear the instruction of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother. Why, why is that the case? Because mom is the one who enforces. This is my house. I mean, you remember the old, old days, you're going to get a shoe against the head. like. This is my house. You're not going to talk to me like that in my house. And and again, the 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 biblical principle here of training up your children in the way of the Lord is is by doing exactly that, walking and living out the Bible. Amen. You know, I I once saw a video that really got me, and I've, I've shared it before. I think I've even talked about it before, but it was this guy talking about growing up as a Christian. And he said that, you know, his father always told him about what to do, and what to do. But then when he watched his father beat his mom, he was like, whatever my dad got out of that book, I wanted nothing to do with that book. Mm. So it was his father's actions that led him to say, if that's what made him that, I don't want that. And it made me think about the re reverse role. So how to start biblical parenting? Well, before you teach them how to be a man, show them who they want to be. Like, why do they want to be that way? Because you said so. Because if you're not living it, then they're going to say, well, okay, so that teaching leads to you being like that. And then we got these people out here that are like, yeah, I want nothing to do with Christianity. My dad was terrible. Like my dad always talked about Jesus, but yet whenever he turned it back on someone, he said, F this and F that. You know, he took the belt to me on things I shouldn't have gotten the belt on, or he drunk too much and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I tell people all the time that I knew more about God's love from my dad than I learned from the Bible ever, like to this day still. Because I feel my dad's love and I felt that through him as a father 
versus reading about it. But because when I read about it later, and I can reminisce to the feeling from my father, I can see the father's Amen. love. So that's your job to be that introduction. And that doesn't necessarily mean that we're not going to mess up, right? We're humans. I know that that puts a lot of pressure on our shoulders of like, I've got to live every single day like this. So my kid sees it like this, but your kids need to see you mess up too. They need to see you repent. They need to see you pray. They need to see how you get up after you fall on your face. Like these things are going to happen. But if you don't share with your kids that this is what happened. This is the choice I made that led to that happening. I need to ask for forgiveness or whatever it is. Um, then they won't understand how to do that in their lives as well. I'm still working on that. My kids can't know I'm not perfect. We won't, we gonna have to fight. I'm perfect no matter what. So we're gonna have to work on that. Um, oh, man. so by the way, I know that, that some of these answer. questions are definitely coming up. So before we even get to these questions, I want to preface something. Um, I'm trying to make sure that the volume is good for both of us here. Um, biblical instruction, again, remember we talked about how like things are supposed to go a certain way, but then sin messes us up and now we're on a different path. Biblical instruction is for an equally yoked marriage. What I mean by that is if your spouse is not equally yoked with you, if you've ended up married to an unbeliever or another religion, these things aren't going to work the way that they're planned to work because you need both members on the same page for this. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just being honest. And hey, we put ourselves in those positions. Believe me, we know from experience that you have to work it out and you can't just run from it. Now, yeah. granted, there are biblical reasons if, if the other one runs from it, basically. But we're not talking about that tonight. But I just want to point that out. So I see the questions for some people saying, what about this? Yes, you are going to have different ways that you approach things, especially women married un unequally yoked, because when you're missing the father, you have to step into a role. Yeah, that's really it, I'm going to be honest. It's it is easier for a man to step in biblically, not like the other stuff, biblically into the role of a woman as a, as a woman is for a man, because we've seen the studies that the lacking of the father, father. in yeah. the Christian realm is a serious effect in all realms in education yeah. as well. So yeah. she knows more than me when it comes to that. But I do know that we can see the numbers and it shows the higher rate of getting in trouble as well and 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 things mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, so I, uh, you're going to have to step into that role. So I understand. And we'll get to those questions. But I saw them already. So I just want uh, well, here we go. What if you're in an unevenly yoked marriage or have vastly different understanding of God and strife with for God? And I would say that that's a very vague question because that could be two Christians that one is really into their faith and one's cultural, or that can mean you're married to someone who's spiritual and does that number. So I don't know where you're at on that scale, but if they are not, you're David. So you're a guy. If she is not a Christian wife, you have an easier job than the white woman does. Be a man of God. Your job is to love her, lead her, stand on your values while also, because remember Christ died for us while we were still sinners and you're called to love your wife as Christ loves the church. So even while she's in rejection of God and your religion, you are still called to be down, wash her feet and die for her. And that love will hopefully bring her to Christ. Right. So anybody else can add to that. Yeah, absolutely. 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 And again, when it comes to being unequally yoked. There is there is multiple because I'm looking at the chat and I'm seeing all these comments and I want you, I want you guys to know that I am seeing your comments but there's so many that are are, are under this full under the same cloud and and yeah. what I mean by that is is if you're living in a household we see this all the time we're living in a household where we're a husband and a wife but it's not just 
Did he freeze? It's okay. He'll be back. JD, whenever you show back up, you are frozen. And while he's frozen, I will jump in and take over. As you all know, the router system situation is messed up. But as we also know, because we started off the episode, that will be fixed very, very soon. But while he is frozen, I just want to remind you all that in Proverbs 20, it says, Blows that wound cleanse away evil. Strokes make clean the innermost parts. And I'm going to get away with this because my wife's off air and JD's frozen. So remember, men, blows that wound cleanse away Back. evil. Don't let, don't let these women try to protect these children. We ain't on TikTok. Blows that wound. Now, the KJV. <laughs> by the way, the KJV says this incredibly. I'm pretty sure it says the bluer the bruise. Yes. The blueness of the wound cleanseth away evil. It's a metaphor. So do stripes <laughs> the inward parts of the belly. So, men, you quote that old English. And ye remind them that ye blueness is ye evil betwixt my eyes. Look at oh, that. When JD freezes, I jump in and I, I, I bring fun to the picture. By the way, That's guys, we're not ignoring cool, comments. Cool. I'm actually working down slowly. So I'm all the way back at 8.57. So I'm literally 12 minutes in the past. So don't comment more than once because <laughs> I'm working my way down. Yeah, so so this is the uh, what I was trying to say is so now you're in a household where you've got brothers or sisters or uh, you know that are not followers of Christ and they're indoctrinating your children um, with their worldview. So I've said this before in Discord. I've, I've, I, it was part of our study a couple of weeks ago that it is absolutely necessary for you to cut ties with people that badly influence your children. Um, if that is an aunt or an uncle and it's like, oh, but it's my brother, it's my sister. It doesn't matter if they're not following God, they have no right to access your kids. And, and people are like, oh, but family events. And I'm like, bro, my wife and I have had to walk away from many family events because of, of what our children will be exposed to. So here's, here's where your fear of the Lord level is at. Who are you more afraid of standing in front of one day? Your, your dead grandfather or your dead brother or God himself? When he's yeah. given us an instruction as parents, raise your children up in the way of the Lord. That's what we see. Deuteronomy chapter 6, the same thing. You raise your children up in the way of the Lord. That's your instruction. God's not going to go, hey, Mike, hey, hey. Corbin was such a great football player uh, and he did so well at math that those, those things do not concern God. But what, what mm. concerns God is, is how we raise our children. So someone, you know, said in the chat, just to the, the follow up on this is, is sometimes it feels like you're giving too much or um, telling your kids about Jesus too much. Listen, there's no such thing oh. as too much uh, Jesus. It's, it's just making it age appropriate. I can't discuss things with my 11-year-old the same way I can with my three-year-old. So it's about understanding that your children are individuals and they are going to respond individually. So yeah. it is about taking the time and, and telling them about Jesus, using situations and analogies throughout daily life that you can apply the biblical text to. That's all. Thank you. Um, no. <laughs> he was over here squeezing my leg, ready to talk. And I'm like squeezing him back. I don't cut him off. Don't you dare cut him off. <laughs> um, I never realized how much I'd be wanting to say things. that Well, because you say such beautiful and amazing things, JD. This is a compliment to you that your words are so magical that I don't even need them to finish. I'm ready. You fuel me up. 
No, but you you're so nice to the to people, and I'm so blunt. Um, I wouldn't even say like, uh, fear God. Don't you love your children? Like that's where I would go. Cause I don't know about you, but I want my children to recognize his voice, not the world's voice. Like I, I don't care about offending any. I love my children, and I don't want poison. Like, cause here's the truth of it: if your children were going over to your uh someone's house, and we've used this analogy before, but the parents were giving them water that has one percent urine in it, would you be okay with it? No, because even though it's ninety nine percent water, that one percent is enough to be like, nah. That's what. The, the media that those kids listen, you don't know what people's parents do. And even if you know the parents and you obviously know that they shouldn't be around them, if I'm not present, no, it's my responsibility, regardless of what anybody says, what anybody does. And, and JD hit the nail on the head when he hit Deuteronomy 6. So I pulled it up because JD, this is literally what God says the most important commandment is because mm -hmm. Jesus said, love the Lord, I God with all your mind, heart and soul. But listen what that actually was, what he was quoting. Oh, wait, hold on. I don't speak old English. Let's go back to my book. I, I do. <laughs> this, is, this is JD's world over here. It works with his accent. <laughs> Hero Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. We all stop there because that's what Jesus quoted. But anytime someone quotes scripture in the Bible, they were just sending you to the place. They weren't just picking a verse out because they didn't have verses. Um. The next one, and these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and on your frontlets between your eyes, right here, sorry. You shall write them on your doorsteps of your house and on your gates. So do you think God is ever going to look at you and say, you talked about me too much? <laughs> yeah, but boom. And we have this conversation with our kids, too, whenever they're not allowed to go to someone's house or they're not allowed to watch a certain TV show. It's OK to have the conversation and explain to them, this is what we believe. This is not what we believe. And it's my job to make sure that I'm pointing you in the right direction and that I'm not allowing this into your soul. We have the conversation all the time whenever it comes to like TV shows um, or songs that our kids can listen to. We'll catch them listening to it and say, hey, no, we're not listening to that. But then we also explain why. Because if you don't explain the why, then it doesn't really matter to them at that point. They're in the world for instant gratification. I want to fit in with my friends, everything else that goes along with it. But if I say, hey, that song has words that are not appropriate for you, it's not something that we agree with because the Bible tells us that we should respect women or whatever it is. So that's why we're not listening to that. And it doesn't work all the time, but I'm very proud of the moments when our kids can come back and tell us so-and-so was doing this. And I was like, hey, I can't listen to that. I've got to turn this off. Or I can't go over to this person's house because we, we don't believe the same thing or whatever. But have those conversations with your kids. No matter what their age is, age appropriate conversations with your kids. I would add to what she said, though, and point out that one thing that I'm proud about is that our kids, when, even when they don't do that, like we said, it's not all the time. It's not for the lack. It's not because they their curiosity sent them. It's that they're never brave enough to be like, I'm not allowed to watch that or they purposely don't say it because they're kids. But the reason I want to bring that up is because curiosity is what causes a kid to do that. If you eliminate the curiosity by telling them why. There's a that yes, a child can still be curious after you say why, but at least 
you're eliminating a level of curiosity that may be existing. Yeah. The human being wants is curious. Red button can't touch. Why? Well, you told me it blows up the entire building. Oh, let me not touch the red button because he actually told me. Not just don't touch the red button. When you tell the child, because exactly. if we live a Christian house and we're always talking about Jesus, because again, that plays the part. If you don't talk about Jesus, but then you only bring up Jesus when they can't do something, you turn Jesus into our, 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 our savior to our lawmaker. So don't just bring Jesus up to correct your children. You teach your children Jesus in the good. Hey, we should Amen. be thankful today because the Lord has given us a day. One thing that our household does, because we're military probably, is we often remind them of what's happening right now in other countries. Like, hey, right now they're in war. If they hear, woo, woo, they get undercover children your age. And we remind our children, like, we are spoiled. And I don't just mean compared to the poor in our country. I mean beyond that, like in the world. Yeah. And it can't just be when you get in trouble, Jesus. Make Jesus all the time so that way... When I tell you why I don't want you watching that, if I've done my job training you to love Jesus, now you don't want to watch it. Yeah, There's, There's no curiosity. Condition. Yeah. Because yeah. I love Jesus too, Amen. dad. And and I don't want to offend Jesus. Like, yeah, that's the goal. Amen. I mean, and, and this is this is why I say stay away from the, the woke agenda, because I see a lot of the a lot of parents who are Christians get caught up with the Dr. Phil said this and the Oprah said that's crap. Um. If your kid is is old enough to ask you a certain question, don't treat them like retards and and answer them. And, cool, and thank answer God we're them. not on TikTok. You would have got me shut down <laughs> so fast. <laughs> well, while we're at it, just throw them all out. No alphabet suits. No no suit. <laughs> yeah, the LGBTV, LGTV, and the Albafet soup and all that. Yeah, Albafet. Yeah. So it's it's just uh, I see this happen all the time. You, you know, people. Um, uh, treat their children like they cannot comprehend or they cannot understand, and and that's yeah. exactly the example. If if your child is is asking you a question, um, like we've got question. little Erin who's who's extremely clever for her age. She's 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 just she's about to turn seven in 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 a month, but she she's well advanced. She knows what she's doing. She knows how to manipulate. She knows how to do certain things. So when she's asking questions, it's kind of to see how much rope do I have? How much rope do I have yet? So if you're going to nip that in the bud, then, um, and do it publicly. And, and my wife does a great job of, of, of sitting her down and explaining to her why certain things cannot take place. Um, yeah. and especially when it comes to songs, like uh, the other day we caught Aaron listening to a song and do you want to come say hello quickly? Yeah. I think he's just saying that cause I'm, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I never got to say hi to Mrs. to Mrs. JD. Oh, she That's has really an awesome funny. accent too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hi. That's in Asia and Mark. All right. Nice to meet you guys. <laughs> well, see you. Nice to meet you. To meet you. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, so I'm we very discussing. tired. I just woke up. It's just after five. Yeah. We're discussing well, biblical you marriage. Your husband with us. Oh, love you. Love you, baby. Yeah. So, um, again, the the be all and end all is if your children um, are able to ask the question, then address the question. Um, don't straw them along and and don't give them, you know. Because Oprah says you can only comprehend this at the age of six. Uh, yeah. Like, 
The, that's the reason just, why we got kids don't be that doing that. that. <laughs> that's the reason the why we have kids that haven't graduated from uh, Sunday school yet. Grown men that still have Sunday school beliefs because their parents were never willing to sit down with them on what the Bible says. Um, I like this question, but at the same time, I'm going to be very honest. It's not going to be as easy. My wife might be the better help. I know you said for the gentleman, but how do you ask really would be better from her because I have had a problem with being present. But that's that's a vague question. Are we saying present mentally? Because I've never had a problem problem with my presence physically, but I have had a problem with my presence mentally. My mind's over here. My mind's over here. And I could be in the same room with you, but I'm not present. Um, and every man is going to be different on how he wants to hear that, right? And, and again, it's so vague. But what I would say is, you know, your husband, or if you know, if it's your husband that we're talking about, or anyone listening, you know, your husband. I hope way better than I do. Be honest with him. Communication is key and just come from a place of love. Personally, for me, as I've made aware, aware to my wife, I'm big on tone. Like, so it's as long as you don't make it sound like you're talking down to me, I don't care what you say to me. But men sometimes have a natural response if you come the wrong way. I'm just being honest. We have a fight or flight and ours is fight. We will be like, what you saying? Immediately jump in a defense mode. We regret it instantly. We feel stupid that we did it. And now we're in a different problem all because we responded differently. And that's not your fault. But if you know he's like that, like me, then take that into account. But um, honestly, I can give you some one thing that I would just recommend that all men do now that I've experienced it. If any churches around you have what's known as a regen program. And by, by suggesting that for him or a men's group, men that don't have other men around them, the wife can make it known, but sometimes men need other men to be like, hey, what's up? But if he does have a men's group or a mentor or something, that's someone you can go to if he's not willing to communicate with you and say, can you please talk to him? That's my advice because men sometimes need that big brother or that mentor to be like, hey, stop being an idiot before you mess this up, et cetera, et cetera. Because as a man, we have to be present spiritually. We have to give you a reason to submit to us, right? You, if you're a woman of God that's been on my podcast, you know that one of my biggest things is about teaching proper understanding of submission because women have been abused with that term. Like a man must be worthy of your submission. He should never have to tell you to submit. It should be like an automatic understanding because he's demonstrated oh the worth gosh. of it. I couldn't imagine someone saying submit to but me. There, you know, there's people I out there. knock you out. There are people out there though <laughs> that, that really think that that's how it works. Like, hey, you're supposed to submit. You should never have to verbalize that. If you did, then you've lost the ground already on what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. But it's hard for you as a wife to say, hey, can you be more of that man of God? So more so if you put him around other men is my is, is what I'm saying is work to getting him around other med, okay. men of God that, that they can step in and say, hey, what you doing, bro? Because that's really where it needs to come from, from my opinion. But the wife might have a better opinion no i think that this is something that we've definitely had to work on and i'm still working on it right now right this goes back to the communication piece is really what it's about how best does your husband receive feedback uh and then you kind of have to adapt your feedback to that something i definitely had to learn so there are moments whenever i am like let me not say anything there are other moments where I am passive aggressive, like, oh, yeah, you're right here, but your phone is in your hand. Not speaking from like a real experience. Um, <laughs> I admit it. Look, but I have found that my husband responds better when I say, hey, can I just say this? Um, 
I feel like you're at a moment where you're here with me, but you're not really here with me. So I know that your love language, because his love language in particular is physical touch. And so he feels like if he's right here next to me on me, then he's present. But that's not present to me. Present is engaged. Present is communicating. So I have to say, hey, I know that you feel like, so I'm understanding your feelings. I, I know that you feel like when you're right here next to me, that you're present. However, that's not how I feel your presence. Stop looking at me like no, that. I was just going to okay. say to you that you brought up a good point that I, I always have to remember not everybody knows what we're talking about. So in case you're not aware of what a love language is, we highly recommend in a marriage that you understand what yours are. And just a quick summary, we all speak a language. Likewise, we all tell people we love them with our own language, not verbally, physically. And if you don't learn, well, yes, you're right. If you don't learn this, then you could be telling someone you love them and they never feel it because they don't, they're not, they expect to receive love the way that they give it. And likewise, you're going to give it the way you expect to receive it. So me, I naturally feel like as long as I'm touching her and she knows, because all the time my hand will hit her knee on her thigh. And it's not, it's not sexual in nature. In case that's what you're hearing, it's literal touch, right? My son Corbin has it. He's got to oh touch you. Oh my goodness. He's he got to touch in you. my skin, he yes. would live in. Same thing with me. He wants to rub cheeks. He wants to rub his touch. So I know to show Corbin I love him, I have to touch him and stuff. And I don't mind that because that's my love language. Also, my love language is words of affirmation. So I love to tell her how amazing she is. Well, my wife's love language ain't that. So I could tell her how amazing she is and touch her. But if I don't show her with acts of service, all she hears is, I don't love you at all. Like, that's how it works. Same thing with if she doesn't touch me or, or rub my arm or tell me how, how great I've been doing and how much she appreciates me, then I don't hear I love you. She could buy me gifts, shower me in diamonds, spend time around me. And I'm just like, what are you doing? Why are you here? Because I need to hear it a certain way. So if you're not aware of what your love language is, this might be a moment where you find out why you don't realize that your husband does love you and you've been hearing it wrong or vice versa. So, Ooh, and here's an extra thought, just bonus fun fact, not fun because it's fun, but fun because it's bite size. But fun fact, there's also five love languages for kids. They're the exact same love languages, but you have to figure that out for your kids as well. And all of them are different. So if you have multiple kids, I'm sorry that you have to memorize multiple <laughs> things, but that knowing their love language, um, helps, helps you. Yeah. helps. But, but I want you to see both sides of it too. So it helps you to be able to communicate with them and they help them feel loved, but it also tells you how they like to, or need to be corrected as well. It also shows us when our children are showing their love back to us, too, because if you learn their love language, even though Corbin's annoying the life out of me, I know that him climbing over me is he wants to be on me and show me his love. Yes. You know, and, and our daughter fishing for compliments. Junior fishing for compliments <laughs> as well. Yes. We know that they want that of affirmation. So their words of affirmation. Tiana is quality time. She also yeah. wants to sit there and play with you. Junior, however. stuff. No, he's words. I know it's words of affirmation, words but what's the second one? physical touch is he he just don't get it because yeah he's too old to touch him me, yeah, me 13 yeah. bro we're not touching um yeah. but I, so you can you can read the book on five love languages or you can go online and take a quiz or whatever it's on audible super like, free if you are starting a relationship with someone starting courtship with someone or whatever or even if you've been in a marriage with someone for a very long time i highly recommend you knowing their love language and them knowing your love language because it will help you to be be able to communicate so much better so much better 
What was that app? That, oh, there it is. Nudge. So I, I might as well share this because honestly, guys, I swear my pastor shared this I with us. I know I have a problem with that. My pastor shared this with us, and I think it's an incredible asset to a marriage. And um, just because it's really cool how it works, so I, I don't have a great way to show but it to you guys. But you I know I'm about to click on their app. Love Nudge. So it's the Love Nudge app. It's from the five love languages. And you the cool thing about it, you could do your quiz on the app. But if you and your wife have the app, you can literally uh, put in how loved you feel that day. And then it hits their app and it shows them that they're at 80%. They feel loved, right? And then the app also will give you hints because your your spouse will put their love language in. Like, hey, the, here's some things you can do for this type of love language. So on this fake one over here, it's got goals of cook dinner, pick her up, hold hands, right? So obviously there's that physical touch, the gifts, right? So free app, really cool. You can put so right in- Right there, go back. Oh, oh. So free, you can take the quiz. You can link your app to your partner. Y'all can set goals. You can nudge them. That was mine. I was nudging all the time. Let me nudge them real quick. Let them know. And you can track your progress. So this mm -hmm. could be another way that you could tell your spouse that they're not, that you don't feel like they're present. Yeah. And, and you don't have to use it for your home. It could be just a period. We don't use it anymore, really. But we had it for a period where and there was a day, a days where I could put it up to 80. We spent a day together. And I think I put up to like 95 percent because I didn't want to do 100 because I wanted to save that for who knows yeah, what that yeah. might be. But like and if she would have opened up that, it would have showed that I was 95 percent feeling love that day. Right? And I think the other piece from that is like one day he had put like 95 and I put 70 and we had done like the same thing together. And he was like, oh. Yeah, I was a little. Why did you put seventy? What happened? But it gave us the opportunity to talk about, like, well, you felt the day went like this. I felt it like this because it demonstrates that you can really think <laughs> things was great. Like, yo, we had a blast, and she looking at me like, oh, was we at a different place? Because I remember me having to ask you to stop thirteen times because I'm a child. Um, so here comes this question right here. Um, and I, I can hit this one quickly because we kind of touched on this. Yeah. If you're in a marriage and then you come to the Lord. It's your job to to stay stay uh, stand fast to that covenant and be a person of God, man of God or woman of God. And the Bible says, actually, let's just read it because it's a lot easier if I read it. Um, don't need that open anymore. So First Corinthians seven, I believe it is. Let's go down here. So we want to read this whole thing, and you'll understand why. To the rest, I say, I, not the Lord. That if any brother has a wife who is an unbeliever and she consents to live with him, he should not divorce her. Right. So remember, this is the time when the gospel is actually getting spread. So people are coming to faith, married to unbelievers. And he's saying to them, like, if you came to the faith and your spouse is fine with that and she's saying she wants to stay married to you, don't divorce her. And then it says, if any woman has a husband who is an unbeliever, same thing. If he consents to live with her, she should not divorce him. And then he throws out there that they might be made holy. Well, they're made holy by you and that they may come to the faith. He says, for the unbelieving husband is made holy because of his children and the unbelieving wife is made holy because of her husband. Now, remember, holy is set apart. And if you're a believer, they're going to be set apart with you. That does not mean saved. I want to make that clear. Otherwise, your children would be unclean. Why? Because a broken marriage means parents, children without the father and the mother. But as it is, they are holy. But... If the unbelieving partner separates, let it be so. In such cases, the brother or sister is not enslaved. God has called you to peace. Because then, And then he throws out here saying, for how do you know, wife, whether you will save your husband? Or how do you know, husband, whether you will save your wife? So what is Paul saying here that I think some people don't really always catch? He's saying, stay with them if they want to be there. 
because God may work through you to get them. If they want to go though, you don't have to go chasing them. God called you to peace and who says you were going to save them in the first place. So that's what I can tell you biblically. Um, but again, we're going to, with these questions, I highly suggest if you're in an unequally yoked marriage, you probably need more individual mentorship than more of this generalized. Cause on a general statement, we have to stick to what the Bible says and not look at the nuances and black and gray. I mean, gray areas of things. Um, I would like to hear Tanasia's perspective. Yeah, we expected that. That's why we did that already. We're behind on comments. Um, they have no fear so being spanked. What should a husband do to lead better? I see uh, following up a question. What should a husband do to lead better? Uh, that honestly could be a whole episode. And if you do go back in our live streams, JD and I had a podcast just about husbands. I can give you, you would have, you'll get two hours of stuff there. Uh, so just go to our live streams and scroll back and find it. It would be, would be labeled something about marriage or husbands. I, I can't really summarize that. Um, so we're behind on questions. So let me go down here and see. When you cover them up, I, I know it's so hard to scroll. While. Okay, here we go. So we got people that are adding your two cents to what we already mm -hmm. went through. Hopefully you all use question marks. It's easier for me to stop then. Okay, here's one. What if you feel like you may be overbearing on trying to, oh, we kind of hit, JD touched on that. We just never got a chance to really go in on that. Um, I would actually say, because, so as you all probably know, my children get Jesus poured on them every mm -hmm. single day. So you might say, Mike, how do you do it in a way to where it's not like that? Ask my wife how often we sit down and I make it a lesson. Don't. I don't think they're old enough, honestly. I've talked about getting to that point, and 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 it, I talked about how excited I am that Junior's now at that age where we can start getting to that. But it's never been about sitting down and put because before I can teach you about Jesus, I want you to get to know Him through me. So I bring Jesus up, and it's it's sort of like with language. The children around you don't understand the language you're speaking, but they start to pick it up when I point and I say cup, cup. Right. Well, if I'm always doing when every time I do love and I say Jesus, Jesus, right, I'm teaching who Jesus. I, I don't even know how to put this in words. But I'm just trying to show it to you that. No, that's right. That's good. Before I sit down and talk to Corbin about Jesus and teach him, I've never done it yet. But Jesus, Corbin loves Jesus and he knows so much about Jesus just because I make it a part of my life to where everything I do is about Jesus. So that way I don't have to turn a switch on when I'm around my kids. Make it so that that's who you are. And therefore, you're not overbearing. You're you. Does that make sense? I hope so. Yeah. I don't know if JD and Tanasia want to add to that at all. No, I think that was good. I like your little analogy with your little cup, cup, cup. That's right. I come up with stuff on the spot. Sometimes it's good. Been there for the good and the bad. <laughs> Selena, I fully understand that. I see your comment about abusive fathers and how that does affect uh, children. I tell you that you, I, I try to yeah. make this so clear. How a person looks at their father, earthly. earthly father can affect how they look at their heavenly father. And 100%. we forget that. We forget that. So 100%. we'll be like, no, he's good. We love him. But they're like thinking of a father. So this is why I say all the time, you might be the only Jesus somebody meets in their life because they'll never open the Bible. They'll never meet JD. They'll never meet me. They'll never meet this person yeah. over there. But they met you. Now you have a choice. Can you be like the rest of the Christians that misrepresent Jesus? Or can you be the first Jesus in their life that made them feel loved? 
because you're called yeah. to be a little Christ. In fact, tonight at the Bible study that we were at, I'm going to read this real quick just because it kind of goes with children and um, others. They made me think about 2 Corinthians 9 because we went there and I started reading the whole thing. But listen um, to what it says. The point is this. Whoever sows sparingly will reap also will also reap sparingly. Mm -hmm. And whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. That's not just outside your house, guys. Think about that. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And, and people always look at this as money, but it's not just money, because what does God give? God doesn't give us money. So if God is a great giver and nothing God gives is actual money, why do we always see giving and think it's money? What is the riches of heaven? The wisdom that is in Christ. Giving, any atheists give money. Buddhists give money. Islam gives money. We don't just give money. We give that heart of Christ we, we sow in our children. And then it says, and God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all the things at all times, you may abound in every good work as it is written. He has distributed freely. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. And then this is the part I wanted to get to. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. So the more you give to God Amen. in your household, he has promised you. Like he says it. I don't know about you, but I trust God. He says, you keep pouring. I'm going to keep filling up your bag. Yeah. You keep dumping out that seeds. I'll give you more. Amen. But if you're scared, like, I don't want to over. There's never you overdo the world to our children. That's what we should all be scared Ooh. about. Oh, yeah. that was a good one. I know. I'm on fire tonight. Huh? But no, seriously, Amen. we never talk about. I think Amen. we just had too much world yeah. today. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, and just going back to just going back to the 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 earthly father thing is um and I think this week coming I'm be, I'm I'm doing the trinity on discord but I think the week after I'll do the I'll do a worldview uh worldview course on on discord and and people are like why 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 worldview course let me most of the people I evangelize to in the streets mm -hmm. and 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 especially men um, when they say there is no God, the first question I ask them is what their relationship with their father is like or was like. Yeah. Because, because from, from that question, you can ascertain the way they view God. Because mm -hmm. if, if someone has had a poor relationship with their father growing up, it will affect the way they see a heavenly father. Because if this father who was entrusted to me um, and and was supposed to love me and rear me and raise me, abandon me. Then then what kind of a loving God would give me that kind of father? So it's it's imperative to understand that that as we see in Romans chapter five, we have all fallen. We're all fallen. We're all sinful. None of us seek after righteousness outside of God. So explaining to someone that the worldview that they hold to is is incorrect or is false will will easily be deterred determined by how they view earthly fathers and this is why we see that the american household 75 percent 75 percent of men um 
walk away from the faith by the time they're 18, 19 years old. This was a recent study done by, by Pew Research Center. 75% of men raised in Christian homes walk away from the faith because their fathers were not a good example. Their fathers were not a good example. So again, me taking my child to, to, to church on Sunday doesn't determine whether or not he'll follow Christ. This, this has got nothing to do with it. It's, it's, it's how we replicate Christ. And this is why I say to, to every single man I speak to, you do not realize the impact you have on your children by how you love your wife. So when we look at Ephesians chapter 6 and he says, husband, love your wives as Christ loves the church. What kind of love are we talking about here? This is not a lovey-dovey, smoochy-woochy love. This is a sacrificial love. This is, I would lay down my life for my wife. Christ laid down his life for the church. So again, when we look at the, the parallel of, of why we need to love our wives like Christ loved the church, it's, it's, it's the example that we set for our children. If my son sees that I do not disrespect his wife, if my son sees that I do not speak down to his wife, I don't speak to my wife like she's beneath me. In fact, I, have, I hold my wife in a very high regard. I speak to my wife like she's above me. So I bring myself down to my level. And this is, this is again, when, we, when we're talking about love language, it's, it's realizing that my wife, her brain works differently to my brain. Male brain is an easy brain. Eat, sleep, and get through today. That's, that's pretty much how we think. With the female mind, there are millions and gazillions of little boxes, and they're unpacking each thought at, at, at uh, multiple times. Like I tell my wife, she's got multiple hamsters running on the wheel all day, every day, and then these things just come running out of her mouth. And I'm like, yo, slow down. Let's unpack it one bit at a time. I'm here for you. I'm here to understand you. And, and when I look at the scripture, being slow to speak and quick to listen, this is no more applicable or no more important than in the marriage itself. A husband that listens to his wife will have a wife that has no problem submitting to his authority. If, if, if we've got, if we, yeah, I mean, if we've got, if we've got, if we've got, if we've got, uh, men are, if we've got men, who are, are wanting to be men. And, and what this means is this doesn't mean I'm, I'm rough and tough and I can climb over everyone and I can beat everyone down. Um, man, I came from the streets. <laughs> so did Mike. This, is, this has got nothing to do with that. This has got everything to do with my wife knows that if there's any person in her life that she can depend on while on the earth, outside of God, it's her husband. And Amen. once she knows that, that's where security comes in. Now, the same way, and I always, I always link this to eternal security. A husband who is, is, is loving his wife sacrificially would never, ever walk away from his wife. No matter what season she's in, no matter yeah. what she's going through, no matter her circumstance, no matter what time of the month it is, he would continue to respond in a sacrificial way. Yeah. Well, that's, so that, I like it. I don't know how we got there while I was away, but this is my favorite topic. So um, just to add a couple of things on that, I'm sure JD already mentioned that our children learn how to love their wives. And 
our daughters learn how to expect a man to treat them. And I can get into a whole ordeal of you men yeah. and how you look at your daughters nowadays and, and, and how you protect them. Because this society will tell you she has this freedom and how dare you care who she dates. And I love what Vody Bakum once said. He said, if you had a $150,000 car out front, you wouldn't let a 17-year-old snot-nosed punk come to your house you've never met before and hand him the keys to the car. But you'll let him take your daughter out without talking to him. That means you care more about your car than your daughter. Just Amen. think about that. I mean, your, your daughter's not worth 150000 because you, not Amen. a single man in here is letting another some kid drive his car off, even not even 150000 My Ford F-150, <laughs> I'm not even letting you, my 2012, yeah. I'm not letting over. So why would you, I digress. We'll save that for the Fathers of Daughters episode one day. Um, yeah. But I mentioned it earlier, men are called to lead and women are called to submit. But I mentioned earlier is that you have to be worthy of submission. Worthy of submission uh, physically, worthy of submission provisionally, worry about uh, provision spiritually, um, in every aspect, be worthy of it. And I love that JD points to all the things I already want to say about that sacrificial love. And I just want to add a little bit deeper. The scripture says you must hate your family, right? And, and people always mix this up when he says, hate your wife, hate mm -hmm. your kids, hate your, what the word being used there in Greek actually means love less. And the reason is because until you learn how to love Jesus above everything, you'll not, you'll never love them the way they deserve to be loved because your cat for love is here. So if you love your family the most cool, but if you love Jesus, your cat moves up to here, you learn a new love. You learn a love mm. that goes beyond mm. any comprehension. And, and yeah. That's what we're called to do. Just, I don't think men look at this enough. It says that our covering is Christ and hers is you. Think about that. That means literally God is saying that the coverage that Christ offers me, I'm meant to give her. Like that's not a, yeah. people that try and talk trash about women, the, the Bible tells women to submit and that's not fair. You have no idea what men have been asked to do. We've been, we've been asked to, yeah. like JD said, be willing to die for you. Be willing to, even in rejection. If I wake up and my wife tomorrow said, I hate you, I'm called to love her through that. Now, will I? I'm still learning how to be a Christian, but yeah. I'm called to in, right? If my wife was to be like, look, I, I've decided that I want to leave you. Like true love would be like, whatever you believe is best for you. And at the same time, I would say like, that's wrong. But at the same time, like true love is selfless, meaning I want nothing, whatever I have to do for you but to give you space. Jesus gives us space. He did for 4,000 years mm -hmm. before he showed up, right? But he never he never stopped pursuing. He never stopped being loyal. And that's what we're called to do. So, yeah, that's the Men of God episode. But, man, is that so important. Yeah, amen. Amen. And it's 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 just, again, and, and I see this all the time. I'm going to teach my daughter what type of man she needs to look out for. That's That's the opposite of what you're trying to do. You're trying to teach your daughter of what type of man she will attract. The person mm. she becomes is the person that then she will attract the right individual. You, 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 we, we've, we've changed the scope. We've, we've mixed the spectrum. This is the type of man my daughter should marry. No, that's not the type of man your daughter should marry. Your daughter should become the type of woman that men would be lining up to say, that's the kind of God-fearing, biblical, straightforward, truth-telling, no BS kind of woman I want in my life. It's, and, and this is why I say, if we look at feminism as a whole, they've destroyed womanhood. 
because men are meant to chase. We're designed to chase. I don't want my 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 daughters giving in to the first one who comes a calling. Yeah, you. you I this. I will fight my daughter if she dates a lazy guy, a guy who can't provide for himself. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I'm with you, JD. I'm uppercutting and, and dropping elbows on any laziness. Yeah. You know, yeah. you mentioned men of God being men, and and I don't know if you did this before I walked in, but a biblical man, don't let the world confuse you that it's about your sexual prowess, your six-pack, your money, uh, your success in a career. Um, it's about someone who loves God, cares about, uh, 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 I'll add this because I know my wife's eyes cut, cares about his body as a temple, right? So I'm not saying- well, I didn't Well, no, cut. because I did say six pack, but I also don't want it to make it seem like, you know, you don't need this, you know, <laughs> being a man isn't about the six pack, but it also is, a, you You know what I mean? There's laziness in this world. Um, But a man of God is, if you really want to hear this for the single women, the most important things I can tell you to look for is work ethic and integrity. Like and God fearing, obviously, because work ethic people. I don't know if y'all know this, but work is not a product of the fall. Adam was told to hold dominion over the world prior to the fall. When you get to heaven, it's not feed up for the rest of eternity. Now, it's not painful work because the curse said by the sweat of your brow, you shall tend the land. So the fall brought hard work. But God loves work. We have a, our God is a God of action. Mm -hmm. I never read a part in the Bible where God was laying down. The only guys I saw sleeping were Elijah fighting yeah. against Baal. But um, and an integrity. If you cannot have integrity, that's yeah. I don't know how I can even emphasize the importance of integrity. And for those that's, that are maybe younger that don't know what integrity yeah. is, it is the most truthful truth there is. Meaning, even if no one is present, you do the right thing by yourself in a house, knowing you'll never yeah. get caught. You still do the right thing, and that's where a lot of people don't. That's where people's yeah. line normally draws because they know, you know, no one's around, you know. Same thing with our kids. That's where they, yeah, that's where they draw the line. And if you, if you don't teach them integrity, like, hey, I've seen parents that do shady stuff in front of their kids, and it's like, yeah, if you don't get caught, like this, this, and that, and it's like, yo, what are you teaching them? Even if I accidentally do it, I've had her correct me on it because I'll make a joke maybe, and she'll be like, no, that's still wrong, and you're like, mm, you know what? You right, you right. You're right. Don't rob them. Nope. That was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Oh, so, I mean, oh, it's, go it goes back to this old, this old joke. There's this old joke. These, these, these three guys, these, these three robbers walk into a church. They walk into a church and, um, you know, the, the congregation is packed. It'd be the, you know, and these, these robbers stand there, they got their guns ready and they stand up and they say, anyone who's ready to take a bullet for Christ, Anyone who's ready to take a bullet for Christ, um, line up. Uh, otherwise, if you're not, get out. And and half of the congregation clears out the church, to which and the robbers the reply. Lying. All the hypocrites are gone. And you can now continue with your sermon. Yeah, but but <laughs> the 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 reality of 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 sacrificial love is if if I expect anyone in my family to come to Jesus Christ. I go straight back to the gospel. I go straight back Amen. to the gospel message of how Christ died for me, laid down his life for me, and rose again for me. So this means today I'm going to die to myself as in every way possible to make my wife know that she is everything she is. And that whenever she gets down, 
whenever she gets she gets torn up in the world, no no matter what she's going through, how I respond is sacrificial. What can I do to help you? What can I do to make you feel better? What what do you want to talk about? And 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 this is this is something my wife does all the time. We get into bed at night and and I'll turn around to sleep. And I always wait like 15, 15, 20 minutes. And then I'll get the, I'll get the question. Are you sleeping? And then I'll be like, and I'll laugh and I'll be like, no, babe, what's up? And then she'll start talking. And, and then this will, she'll go on for 45 minutes, not getting everything off her chest that she wanted to get off earlier. And, and then she can go to sleep because my wife doesn't stop talking. Like people know I can, I can talk, I can talk. But when, 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 when my wife comes home from work, I don't say much for like two and a half hours. I don't get much, much said. Um, mm, yes. Okay. And, and how did you respond? <laughs> and, you know, and my wife comes home with, this is what happened. And that's what happened. And this, she said this and that one. And I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> I hear you. Um, and how did you respond? So again, when it comes to every, every aspect, every single aspect of the marriage points to the gospel of Christ Jesus. If you haven't realized that, then I worry. Then I worry about where you are in your walk with Christ. Because if we can't draw the, the parallels, if we can't draw and exegete how to apply the text to our marriage, that's the biggest problem. If you're still Amen. clinging to yourself, and, and this is the biggest message I say to men, then when people come to me and they're like, will you marry us? The first question I ask them, is have you considered that your life as you know it is no longer yours? And, and here's the problem. The, the, the woke left tell you that a marriage is about two people having consensual love for one another and two people bringing this and it's 50-50 and all this crap they spew. That's not, that's not what it is at all. You, when you come into a marriage, Tanasia is no longer Tanasia. She's mm -hmm. Tanasia Pagano. Mm -hmm. And he froze. And, oh, and no. Mike is no longer okay. Mike. He's, he is hers and she is his. There is no more me. There is no more I. And, and that's the biggest thing. If you're going to come into a marriage with I want or I like, and, 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 and you've, you, 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 Again, so so ultimately, sorry about the Wi-Fi, guys, but that that's just the 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 point. Um, the point we are are making is mm -hmm. that the if you've got a low view of your wife, you will have a low view of the gospel. If you've got a low oh. view of your relationship with your wife, you will have a low view of the gospel. And this mm. comes into every, everything comes into play. Yeah? God's sovereignty, his hand over your marriage, how he works within your marriage. Again, we can go to 1 Corinthians 3 for the same thing. And we can apply the passage here. There are mm. vessels to honor and dishonor. A marriage that honors God will be used by God. Uh, a couple that honors God will be used by God. It's, it's, it's absolutely evident. If you're not in one with Christ, <laughs> it's... Uh, yeah.
Anyway, go ahead, Mark. Sorry, Amen. bro. I can see you burning. No, you're good. You're good. I know I'm going crazy, but I'm learning. I'm learning, JD. I really do need to learn. So have grace with me, please. Um, so I wrote down a bunch of things because JD, I'm telling you, he, he fuels me. Remember when Paul says to Timothy to make sure to flan, fan into flame the gift that God has given you? JD's my fan. He fans me into flame. So I've got so much little notes written down. JD mentioned this is going to come out all random, but it's all things you need to hear. JD mentioned about the two lives and you'll all know I made the video before about how this world treats it as in we're going to run our lives parallel. We do our own thing. And then also there's always this possibility of divorce too. So people keep certain things from each other because they're scared of how it might uh, uh, cause an issue and then it all bottles up. But the truth is my best advice for you is like JD said, one, you become one flesh and it's merged into a road, but it's not 50, 50. It's 100, 100, meaning 100. Meaning if, <laughs> if I can't give my all, she makes up for it because with 50, 50, if someone falls short, then it's 50, 25, but, but no, they can't work that we got to have a surplus. So 100, 100 is 200. So in the weirdest of moments that might never happen, that we're both at a hundred, the pride day will move so smooth. We probably would time might stop. But, um, but in those days where Mike's only got 50. And normally it's Mike's 50 and Tanasia's 150 because she's so amazing. I don't even know how she does it. I'm still trying to figure it out. But in those rare moments where Tanasia falls down to like 97, I'm able to give that three because she's amazing. So next one, um, JD was talking about, you know, how we're called to die for each other. And I've said this before that everybody says they'll die for Christ. But how many of us live for him? Same thing goes with your wife. Like, oh, I can say I'll die for you because I'm going to be very honest with you. Dying for someone's not as hard as as living for someone is because dying for someone takes an instant yeah now granted dying for someone that doesn't deserve it is incredibly hard because we know that's what jesus did and that's yeah. crazy but what does he even say that dying for someone that you love that's not really you know that's not something i mean it is but at the same time that's a decision but every day you wake up you're making a decision to live for them so my advice is men live for your wives and then i had one more thing Oh, the divorce not an option. This was earlier. I wanted to say this. I think a reason why our communication can work so well is because we know. You that, ain't going nowhere, bro. For, for real, though. <laughs> so therefore, no Amen. matter what we say to each Amen. other, if that's never an option, then we can talk. Because, like, look, we're going to live until we die. And honestly, I told you I'm going to die first. So therefore, if let's say she's annoying me with something, instead of bottling it up and then it just pours out, pours out. Cause I'm scared. What if I tell her that? And she doesn't love me anymore. And she gets upset because men, you might not admit it with these women in here, but sometimes we put our wives on a pedestal. I did this before. Cause I mean, look who I married, but you know what I learned? If you put your wife on a pedestal, you force yourself to always look up to her. And that's when you put yourself lower, right? You're, you're a catch too, men. As crazy as that's, you can't, you can't, you can't put yourself in this position where it's a pedestal because then you're scared to be honest about things because, oh, my goodness, if she leaves me. Oh, my. It's this mindset that the world has created because divorce is just like, all right, well, whatever. It didn't work. All right, cool. Don't go into it with that. If you go into it with this open decision, look at each other in the eyes. I don't know if she remembers this, but one of our very first conversations, I said to her, as long as you don't do something that's against God's law, I can never be mad at you. I can't be mad because we're two different humans. And it's so annoying. Sometimes I want him to be mad. <laughs> and, and, you know, I had to say this to JD the other day, too, because JD was running. He was a little busy uh, uh, last week for, for the Bible study. He's like, I'm so sorry. I'm running late. I'm so sorry. I'm running late. I said, brother, unless you do something vindictively, like spit in my face, I'm not mad because life 
I experience it too. And sometimes we don't show that grace to our wives and our children. But if we're called to be the Jesus in their life, how can we teach them the gospel when we don't give them the gospel in our own marriage? Like if if I never show my mm. son grace, what what does he understand from grace? And that's the hard that one's a hard one for a mom balancing grace and discipline. Not saying that the dads don't discipline and stuff either, but that that's a difficult piece as well. But I'll let you stay on your show. Well, but that that's the the well. I want to touch on that and one other thing, but yes, yeah, so me and my wife, I remember we were watching something on right now media a couple of years ago that said something that so reminded me that every time your kid is angry, don't look at them and, and, and just see the, uh, see them as a bad kid, but look at them the way God looks at you and understand that it's the sin on God's image that makes it dirty. And that sin is the problem, not your child. That child needs grace, just like you did for God. And cause sometimes we look at our child's sin as our child. Oh, this kid, this kid. And we forget that sin is a problem. Like we, we as Christians almost forget that we're raising little sinners. Like we were talking about that today. Bible yeah. Study. <laughs> and what does the word of God say? That the mind set on the flesh is hostile to God for it cannot obey God. That's what you're raising. So that's why you have to show grace so that when they realize how dirty they are in the presence of God, they know that he offers grace like you did. But if you never show them grace, yeah. they're going to if they if they do find God, they're still going to approach it in a legalistic way because they're used to a father that didn't show grace, which is hard for me. Our son is going through something right now and I'm going to show him grace. And I want But grace does not mean that there is no consequence. Like, don't get the two confused. Yes. Yes. Because our father disciplines us. In fact, when I disciplined my son the other day, I quoted Hebrews 12 on him. <laughs> I said, if I don't Hebrews discipline 12, you, baby. Child. <laughs> I said, you want to be an illegitimate child? And then um, my final thing I wanted to say, this is what happens when I walk away for a second, is JD mentioned the couples that serve God. And I just want to remind you guys that one of the greatest uh, couples in the Christian community ever is the reason why we even have the church today. And that's Aquila and Priscilla. They gave Paul a home. They helped Paul in all the things he did. They then went with him to other locations. Their home was the home of the church in Rome and in Ephesus. Like they were the church too. It was their home that they opened up. It was Aquila and Priscilla who approached Apollos and gave him correction. And we never see them alone. And Paul always flips whose name is first because in those cultures, that was the sign of respect of who came first. And we see Paula say Priscilla and Aquila just as much as Aquila and Priscilla to show this respect for this married couple. We never see Priscilla by herself or, Apollo, or, or Aquila, but together they built the church. We don't talk about them enough. But they, they, with Paul and the disciples, built the church, and God used them a married couple. So that was all my two cents times 10, so 20 cents. I love you. Also, man, just randomly saying I love you does not help. I try it all the time. It doesn't. She'd be like, <laughs> my wife will say, J.D., I don't know about your wife, but whenever I'm in trouble, I naturally feel like I should remind her. Because, again, that's the way my mind yeah. works. Like, just, just so we're clear, I do love you, even though I know you're mad at me. She always be like, this ain't about love. Ain't about love. And I just like, okay, just want to make sure that that's what we're not talking about. All right, let's see if we can catch up with these comments. We are behind so many comments. Um, yeah, bro, it's it's like Diane leaves now, and and and. Okay, boy, Daddy's gonna help you. Sorry, boy. Come, come say hello quickly. Come say hello quickly to everybody. Come say hello hey, to Dom. everybody quickly. Hey, Dom. 
It's okay. early. Hey, and you buddy. Up. <laughs> oh, microphone gone. I'm sorry, he just put the pop filter. <laughs> This, 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 Auntie Tin, tin Asia, she got you the pool table, and Uncle Mike, they bought you your pool table for your birthday. That's so cute. Take this out, say hello. Yes, big boy. Hi, big boy. Uh-oh, he said put Jesus back. loves you. <laughs> Everybody, it's Tom. <laughs> Love you. I'm That's coming now. Now it's okay. coming soon. Oh yeah, but like yeah, the end is now. Let me just. So, so I just realized, JD. Us, what? I just realized that you are at the hour and a half mark. Sorry. So you, do you have to go? He's on. A yeah, day. in a minute. Um, but I just want to. I just want to say that, like, my wife, my wife's leaving, and she's like, "Oh, if I knew Tin Asia was going to be on, I would have also been on." And I'm like, "Come on." We will schedule I'm like, the joint I'm wives. Like, wives. I so forgot to tell JD though. I will be honest. I didn't tell you until yesterday. Man. Um, but because I know we're behind so many questions, and I'm not live on TikTok to jump straight into an after show. Even though JD has to go, as long as my wife has time, we will continue down this line for questions. But I can also answer questions in the after show, which you guys know I'm always down for. Um, but JD, did you yeah. want to go ahead and give some parting so that way when it's time for you to go, or do you want to wait to that moment? Yeah, so so just yeah, on in closing on this on this subject before I bounce, um, it's again, it's just it's imperative that we as as men and and this is this is to all the to all the single guys and all the single ladies that are in the chat and saying, I don't know how this episode is applicable to me. Um, it's absolutely applicable to you because this is what you, the, these are the things that you need to set down as a foundation before you even, I see so many people praying for a wife, praying for a husband, but again, the, take the time that you are alone, take that time to focus on God, take that yeah. time to, to work on your relationship with God um, and, and not focus on when you're going to meet the right one. Um, because here's what I always tell people, find me a single verse in the Bible that says, once you get married, you'll be happy. You'll be so happy and everything will be good because that's the, that's, that's actually the opposite of what happens when you first get, you know, sure you go through the honeymoon phase, but then it gets real Then it's real life. Then it's, let's build a home. Um, it's not just four walls and a roof. It's, 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 it's building a home and, and rearing children. And working on your fine your finances together and your life decisions together. And it's no longer what I want to eat and what I want to do and what I want to watch. It's 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 all about your your wife. Um and this is the this is the greatest key that people go into marriage leaving this key behind because they've been told that marriage is you know, is a tax benefit and, and marriage is, you know, your that one person. There is no such thing as the one, man. There is no such thing. If you meet someone and, and you're willing to lay down your life for them, then that becomes the one. There is no one person out there for everyone. Um, I disagree. And ultimately, the the greatest... You disagree, uh, you know, whatever. She was Who custom, cares, she was custom designed for me. <laughs> 
I, I refuse to accept anything other than God literally looking at me in the future and saying, I got you, Mike. Here goes 27 years of prayers in one bundle. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. I, I can agree. I can agree. I can agree with that to a to a certain extent. But uh, <laughs> again, it's a sacrifice, sacrifice from 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 both sides. And even when it comes to and, and this is with with when it comes to discipline to with your children. I saw just this question that I want to address and then I'm out is how do you discipline with grace? Disciplining with grace isn't like, pa, you did that wrong. She doesn't check you that you just got, you just got smacked because you were stupid. Um, disciplining with grace. Is, That's perfect timing is, for him is, to breathe. You're about to disappear are the reasons why you get disciplined. Um, you're going to get disciplined and these are the reasons why you get disciplined and explaining why there are consequences for the actions. Um, a hiding without an explanation is, is not discipline. That's just a beating. And um, ultimately, if you sit your children down and you explain to them why you are infuriated, why you are angry and why there is discipline involved is because of the long term effects of this of the sin of the world. And if we allow our children to to go on in in certain sins without without the chest without chastising them we like like mark mentioned earlier do we really love our children as much as we say we do if we're mm -hmm. going to go they can decide who they want to marry they can decide mm -hmm. who they want to be i don't care if my six-year-old wants to be a boy i don't care if they identify as an acorn these things don't affect me I'm going to let my kids make their own decisions. You're, you're literally spitting in the face of God. Um, because again, with, with this, with this what, what do we see? Uh, that children, Psalm 127 verse 3 says, children are a heritage of the Lord, Yahweh. Mm. We see that there in, in the bold text. And the fruit of the womb is his reward. Children are a blessing from god a blessing from god and and we need to we need to continue to treat our children as a blessing from god not at some point that i have ownership over these little individuals i don't have ownership over them i am merely the steward i am merely the steward of these these children god has placed them in my care temporarily and and these these things will test your faith these mm. things will test your reserve and it will test your your long suffering Children test all the finer parts of being a Christian. Um, and there are days <laughs> where you want to just bust one over and you just say, just come here, let me just let me just throttle you. But but ultimately it's in those moments, it's in those moments that we need to we need to lean on the grace of God. As Paul says, it is it's when we are weak, then his grace abounds. When we are weak, then he is strong. Um, so again, with uh in closing, I've got to bounce. I've got to take my son to school. Um, but Jesus Christ is king. And if he's king of your marriage, um, you can't lose. And we'll definitely schedule one love, one of these again so that my wife can be a part of it because she's now got FOMO and she really wants to be a part of it. <laughs> so so we, will, we, will re we will do another episode like this um, soon. Um, but I just want to thank everybody again for everybody that – yeah <laughs> provide the biscuits baby and uh everybody that got involved and and helped with donations um may god bless you all richly and and be with you all thank you all for um 
this this excellent episode tenasia awesome seeing you my sister and uh, i've tried one or two of your workouts but man i'm unfit they just i can't do it come on back oh man anyway i love you guys thanks man grace and peace love you brother i'll speak to you soon yeah i'll talk to you tonight or for you in a couple hours or whatever i don't know i really can't still get on tiktok all right we're gonna finish up though over here we're gonna answer because you guys don't get to see my wife that much um even though i've been i'm trying to talk to her like hey why don't you just do a weekly show y'all start bugging her now you never know maybe she'll be the first second show on the true Christian ministry umbrella. Oh, woo, woo. Every week. Maybe it'll be Maybe once a, a yeah. once a month, a once a month uh, uh, show and I'll produce it. But let's see, we're going to try and do a little quick run because my wife does go to bed way earlier than this. So we've got her up past her Early, bedtime. It's 10 o'clock. I know you're normally in bed by nine. Oh my goodness. So I, I did before you switch, I did want to touch on one thing that, that JD was talking about when that. it comes to disciplining our kids with grace. No, this is fine. This was about marriage. Um, when it comes to disciplining our, our kids with grace, and I did kind of touch on it in a video that I made probably last week. I think that's what it was. Don't quote me on that. The hard part for us as parents is that it hurts us to discipline our kids. Like you don't want to miss out on things. You don't want to have spent your day yelling at your kid or putting them in timeout or taking away something that they've earned or whatever it is, is the way that, that you decided to discipline them. It's something that we're learning right now, especially when our oldest is at the age where his discipline and his consequences last a little bit longer and they tend to affect the rest of us. But just imagine what would happen if we didn't do those things. If we didn't discipline them, we, you don't even have to imagine, look around at some of your friends, kids, and at some of the other kids that are in the school at what happens whenever they're not disciplined on the same, the, at the same time, on the other end of the spectrum, think about what happens whenever kids are not disciplined with grace. This is when we get to the other side, the extreme of the spectrum where the punishment doesn't match the consequence. When a child receives a beating rather than a spanking or a grounding or whatever was supposed to go with the consequence of that action. So it's something that we have to make sure that we're doing as parents. It's our responsibility. God tells us that. We talked about it in Rome, no, Romans. I was looking at the comments. Romans. God disciplines us. We Hebrews discipline. chapter 12. Hebrews. I knew it was Hebrews. I don't know why I didn't say that. But anyway, it's in Hebrews that it's our responsibility to discipline our kids with grace. And when we don't do that, we're failing God. We're failing the world because we're just leading to this horrible place, kind of what we're in right now with all these kids. It's not getting disciplined, um, but also recognize that it's not always going to feel good to us and it's not always going to be convenient for us, but it's something that has to be done. So that's all I wanted to add on that. I'm going through comments. Did you want to, you brought Ooh, this, you I'm brought hot. this up. Is there something you wanted to share? No, about that I was, I was talking about JD was talking something about, I brought up first Corinthians seven twenty seven. JD was talking about, um, how uh, everyone thinks that when you get married, like that, that everything is going to be <laughs> yeah. all happy, like, great, we're going to get married and it's going to make everything perfect. But the Bible says the exact opposite of that. It says that whenever we get married, that we're my 27. No, right here. Yet those who marry will have worldly troubles, and I will spare you that. This is talking about something a little different there, but the point that I'm trying to make is that once you get married, 
you're going to have troubles. Like it's a thing that exists. So what? No, I was going to just add on to you when you're done. Go ahead. I mean, oh yeah, it does get hot in here. Well, to add what she's saying, and you know, you've heard me say this before. We've allowed the world to change the definition of love to a feeling of affection. And I'm going to be honest with you. If if you, I I love quoting Vody Bauckham because he's one of my favorite uh, preachers, but he has a, uh, he talks about it. Like if we're, if we allow the world to change the definition of love, because if I Google it right now and you can go Google it, look it up in Marion, Mm -hmm. it says a deep affection. Well, then that would mean if a woman crosses my path tomorrow and she smells really good and she causes my hormones to give me a deep affection, then I can literally say to my wife, baby, I love you, but this is love. Who are you to deny love? But that's not love. Love is a choice. I know that we, it's not, it's actually a pet peeve of mine that they read this at weddings because it's actually not about marriages, but it can apply to marriages. But 1 Corinthians 13 talks about what love is. And again, it's the marriage passage, but this is for how you should walk as a Christian. Mm -hmm. But love is an action. It's patient. It's kind. It doesn't envy. It doesn't boast. I'm on track. Yeah, she's on top of it. I was just trying to highlight each one of it. Because if you really look about it, these are all actions, right? And a lot of us, I I have a pet peeve that I used to be around guys that would call their wife the bee when they're not around them, Mm -hmm. but not in a bad way. Like, but it's like. Like, man, this bee, this bee, man, I tell that bee, she better eat this, this, and that. And then, like, in a conversation with her, and I'm like, even if you get as mad as possible, why would you put in your head the the connection between your wife, the mother of your children, your rib, your bride, and that word? Like, I can't. I, I, I no matter how mad I get at her, I want to say, come on, there's things. Plus, he already know the consequences. <laughs> when I'm not around here, actually, we have a thing we do when we're mad. We, <laughs> we we let the anger out with compliments. So, like, you are absolutely oh stunning. Goodness, you, I love you so much. And we'll be yelling that but right in front of the, the kids. The love that I have for you is beyond like and honestly when that happens it also takes me into a happier place because we don't obviously do that for the most serious offenses because i doubt that would work there but like getting on my nerves i'll do that but now we're laughing because we're going back and forth about how much we love each other's beautiful (laughs) eyes and how big they are um that one sounded kind of personal i was looking at my own eyes oh okay you have beautiful acorn shaped eyes you're silly Oh my goodness, you guys are this far back on love languages? No, there's no way. No. Oh my gosh, yes, we are. We're 32 minutes behind yeah, on come comments. On, let's go. We're All gonna right. we're gonna speed through these. You're going too fast. You didn't even I'm read looking for it. question marks. I can go Stop back it. and Stop it. Go up. Oh. I'd love to hear your approach. How to approach your husband to step up in the leadership and especially we talked about this earlier. Okay, so thank Natalie, you. so just scroll back when the live stream's over. She probably heard it. We're behind, bro. That was before that. I live in a roommate who claims to believe in God, but not the God of the Bible. He's spiritual. This is not that uh, episode, but we could talk about that at another time. Maybe stay around for the after show. Can you tell me why people that you're not trying to tell? Why people that you're trying to tell couples are people coming for engagement? I don't know that one. I don't get the question. Um, can you stop hovering over it? Because I can't see it when you hover over it. All you have to do is scroll up and down. I can't scroll from over here. Stop. Yes, ma'am. You're bothering me. Do your kids go to public school? That's a good one. Woo-hoo! All right. Hold on, because you're going to have the most to say, so I'll just add this. As a really? father that does care about the education of my children, yes, they go to public school. However, 
We are very aware, or we at least try to stay very aware of what's being taught in our schools. She's in education and she knows this district better than most people. Um, at our son's school, they even have like a sign up about Bible studies after class. Uh, so because where we live in Texas, luckily, thank you to Lord, we do have that. However, I will say we've had some situations where we could see it starting to seep into our children's classrooms, not from the teacher, but from other students, because again, teacher as well. We've had two teacher incidents. Did we not talk about this? I didn't talk to you about it. She, she knows. <laughs> see, well, I'm finding out right now because she does know. You would have murdered the teacher. <laughs> Do I not want to hear this story? I'm not going to tell the story. Anyways, um, yes, our kids do go to public school. And as my husband mentioned before, I work in, I don't work in the public school system anymore. I was in the public school system, but now I train as certified teachers and, and all the rest of that things. I'm around the public school system. I know everything that's going on with it. And to be honest, this is something that we are kind of working through next steps on uh, right now, a little bit because of some of the things that are going on in the public school system, and then also just some personal stuff as well. Um, we worry as well about our about our kids getting too much of the world's agenda. But the best way for us at this point to combat that is to make sure that our kids know our morals, our values, and beliefs in this house. Because at the end of the day, we can't shield them from everything. They're out in the school. They're out of the house, whether they would be homeschooled or whatever else. They're going to sports, even in the church. I know we don't like to talk about it, but even in, in the church, period, they may be hearing some things that do not align exactly with what we believe in our home. But it's our job to make sure we go back to the beginning of what we were talking about in this episode. They understand what Christ has done for them. They understand the best way to walk through this life as a Christian. They understand how to talk to other people about God and introduce other people to God and our beliefs and our values and our morals. Um, because like I said, we can't shield them from it all. We control what we can control at home. And we also let them know what's acceptable and not acceptable outside of the house and kind of how to handle themselves in those situations. Um, but to be truthfully honest, I am right now looking at homeschool, at least for um, for our youngest, specifically Christian homeschooling curriculum. Um, so that's my my answer to that. Do you have anything else you want to add to that? Yeah, a lot, actually. So I'm over here doing the math real quick on something, because if you do the math, your child most likely on a minimum is getting 55 hours of the world, 40 hours a week at school. And then you got an hour on the bus, give or take. And then, you know, their hour or so on TV, depending on, so we barely let our kids on TV, but some of y'all don't. And then if they're only getting Jesus from their Sunday school, you're competing with the world at a ratio that I can't even put together right now in my head, but it's not a good one. It's like 55 to two. Yeah. And, and this is something that I want you guys to understand. If you're not speaking the word of God into your children's life, regardless where they go to school or anything, eventually they're going to hear the world talk. And if they don't recognize God's voice, they're not going to come to him. So I think that if they're going to be in public school, like my wife said, it's that we don't rely on Sunday school. My wife has, go check out her page. She just posted an amazing video on this, not to do a humble brag, but on these workbooks that um, she purchased. So not only do we play a part in educating our children, because if you only trust the school to educate them, they're only going to get a 
the what's the word the factory kind of the the standardized testing nowadays just to be honest with you um and also they're not going to get the christians so we have these workbooks that teach math and english and they talk about jesus and they use jesus to teach those things yep which is and then we use true play which is only 20 percent. i mean which is 20 percent off with the link in my bio and it literally has a lot of, I'm, not, I'm not even joking we we let our kids use that because it's teaching them yeah but for and real right now media and which not we know not all people have access to because it has to be purchased by a ministry We're but we try. could we could talk about that at a different time but so, so we try to influence their decisions at home and i know maybe someone who's like new to the faith or just now has kids or even going back to the question that was asked before of like overkill you could probably imagine if you're just thinking that our house is like da 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 jesus hey welcome home jesus hey sit at the table jesus but that's not what it sounds like around here. We bring up specific scriptures and stuff like that when we need to, when we need to prove a point. But other than that, we're living it out. We're having quick conversations. We don't even let apps exist that would lead them astray. Like, mom, can we get on YouTube? Nope, we don't even have that app. I don't know how you're going to watch it. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, um, like we're we, very did, we did YouTube kids for a while. And then once we figured out that that was still going down a rabbit hole, hey, guys, we're going to take YouTube kids kids off of your, your tablets. If you want to watch something now, you can use the other 5,000 streaming services that we have. So it, it it you've got to get it from all the ends. And we can't just say that they're only getting it at public school because they're getting it a little bit of everywhere. So what are you doing to make sure that your kids understand the expectations? No, yeah, I, I agree so much with that. And don't be scared that the, listen, this is the problem. A lot of people are really scared to stand up to their children. I don't know why. Um, yeah, I mean, even our, our sister in Christ, Sineda, in the comment said that when she was growing up, when she was younger, she had the problem trying to be the cool mom. And now she's changed her ways and her children understand it. Man, but I just had this conversation with my kid, with our kids Sunday. We had a whole conversation with them of, oh yeah, hey, we had a talk with them. We are not your friends. My mama didn't become my friend. She used to tell me I'm not your little friend. Now she's my best friend. I talk to her every day. But like we're not, our job is not to be your friend right now. That doesn't mean we have to be mean every day or yell every day. But my job as your parent is not to be your friend. It is to raise you. It is to guide you. It is to discipline you. It's to enjoy you, to learn about you and all those things. But we're not friends. Don't ever get it twisted. I mean, it's the love of God too. Like I, God is is my God, and I love Him, and we're family. But I don't forget who He is, right? There's that that reverence, fear. Like we talk about, like that fear of fire. You're not scared of fire when it's controlled because you know it's safe. But you don't put your hand in fire. You have to teach your children that. And like I said, I get knocked all the time about like, oh, these kids are gonna go into the world anyway. And I tell you guys the same thing. If I can choose between my fun my son fighting someone at ten. Or at 20, I'm going to say 20 so I can train him for 10 years. This idea of they're going to go out there and see this fight this battle anyway, just throw them out there. I'm like, what kind of, I can't I didn't stand. Think you were about to go that way with that. No, I, I can't stand when parents do that. They say, well, they're going to experience social media anyway. Okay. And their brain's underdeveloped. My kid's going to have sex one day too. Do you want me to go just be like, hey, kid, you're 13, go have kids? No, it's you, you raise them up. And I'm not their friend. I remember one time our son was in the backyard and I heard him talking to the neighbor over the fence. And he said, 
man, my life is so bad. You get to play video games whenever. And I was, I was happy because even though that sounds sad for him, he will be thankful one day because the parents, no offense, that let your children play video games as much as they want. I can speak from experience. My mom did that. Now it's hard for me to find energy when I'm playing a game. Like I really want to sit there and veg out. And I, it's my work ethic has suffered from it. Thank God the Marine Corps beat my bottom into submission. Um, and I needed that because of the leniency my parents gave me. If I didn't have the Marine Corps, I'm jail or dead. And my mom and dad know that. Well, my mom now. And she's even said it to my wife about how, like, how laid back she was. So she's happy to see, even though sometimes grandma has to bite her lip. Cause she's not used to it, yeah. but she's come to understand, Hey, we got to nip this stuff in the bud because parents be like, I don't know what happened to him. He was so sweet and loving, but really it was years of building up something before it happened. Mm -hmm. So yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're still working on these, uh, comments here. I told my wife, if she ever leaves me, I'm going with her. Amen. <laughs> Momentum is always in here making jokes. Uh, this this question has been asked like three times, but you're asking it in a terrible grammar, and I'm not trying to be mean to you. I well, can't understand it. Well, then why do you it. say it like that? Just say, can you rephrase it? You don't have to say, well, you're asking it with terrible grammar. That's they, rude. They, they know. <laughs> see, this is the feedback y'all don't see off camera when he's making his little TikToks and stuff. I'm like, why do you have to do that? Hey, y'all think I don't post a lot now. If, if my <laughs> wife wasn't here to stop me, I'd get petty. She'd be like, don't respond to the user 9772197. But they need to hear it. We need a podcast on grace. Yeah, yeah. We could do that one. Oh man, clip that. Don't know what we're clipping. You have to look your parents through Christ's eyes. Look at your partner through Christ's eyes. Absolutely, absolutely. Ooh, and that's the hard part. The three we can't even look about. at ourselves through Christ's eyes. That's the hard part. I love what Selena said, but not in the for the reason she said. The three things a child needs are to be seen, protected, and loved. So does your spouse. Well. That's part of Maslow's hierarchy, but yes, yes. Did you just get educated on me? <laughs> what? Go ahead. She, first, she becomes a pescatarian. <laughs> oh, I saw Selena ask that earlier. What's a pescatarian? Uh, pescatarian? pescatarian? Yeah. yeah. So it's a person that eats fish only, but I told her jokingly, I bet if I made a video saying, man, my wife going to spring this up on me and she's going to, she's now converting the pescatarian, uh, press, press. You said Presbyterian. <laughs> What is it called? A pescatarian. Pescatarian. And I don't know how the house is going to uh, adjust. And I told her, I guarantee you, ignorance will show up in that comment mm -hmm. section talking about, oh, you didn't, you better keep her from going down that route, brother. That's a dangerous doctrine right there, brother. Really loud. Can you, Can you guys talk about fathers and daughters? We have a five-month-old sweetie so I don't know if we talked about that after he commented this because we had a moment about daughters, but okay. I would tell you that I definitely would like to break this down and, and keep my wife as a recurring guest and talk about sons and daughters because they deserve their own as well. Ooh. And then on top of that, I remember I wrote something six years ago called We Love Our Children Different because we always say like, I love all my kids the same. No, you don't. Now I'm not, saying, I'm not saying you love one more than the other, but our love is going to be different based on a couple factors. When I had the child, what I was going through with the child, and also what the family's culture was. My oldest son, he he was with me through the separation. He was with me through the almost homelessness, sleeping on the floor, eating bread. Me and him been through some stuff. He was with me before we met her. So my relationship with him is going to be different than Corbin, who was born into a loving marriage, 
born with both parents, born when Mike was in his faith and not a drug addict. Like so much is different. So it's not that I love one other than, I mean, more than the other. It's just that my relationships will be different. Just like Tiana, she's not my biological daughter, but I love her as a daughter. That is going to affect how I love her though. No matter what, we can't play games with it. So we, we need to understand that we love all our children differently, which means we are going to express that love differently, yeah. express grace. We have to tell Junior all the time, hey, you the oldest. This is just how it is. They're not old enough to experience this. And you're the example. Yeah. Oh, well, like, hey, sometimes it sucks to be the example. But our goal is that they learn from your mistakes. And if you love them. You'll make sure that they learn from your mistakes as well. Right. Teach them that, that it's, we're calling you to be the big brother here. So you, did you see a comment and that's why you stopped? Oh, <laughs> oh. oh that's right. I was going to, when you said something about the teacher, I said, hold on, wait, I, I said, I was going to let you know that you better next time. Let me know if the teacher, you understand me? Oh my goodness. Whatever. This is, this hold is on. That, this hold is on. the man that y'all trying to make. Now I have to hold on. Think that he's funny. Oh, what are you looking for? Our last. <laughs> Go move this. I'm gonna be over here scrolling. Oh my goodness. Oh, where did it go? You ruined it. Now I can't find it. Stop doing that. She smells so good. I'd be telling her that all the time. Did you guys know while she's looking at that, that the the reason why you want to bite things that are cute is because your brain doesn't know how to comprehend overloads of cute. So it just sends a sensory overload to do the exact opposite. So while you might really want to love, love, love something, it tells you to hurt it. Yeah. Squeeze <laughs> it, pinch it. But what I was yeah. saying is that's funny. It's like my body's like, oh, my goodness, it's so cute. I don't know what to do. I'm going to eat it. I don't know what to do. So you learn something new tonight. Who else wants a wise podcast episode? Hey, maybe we can even just have it with the wise and me and JD can have the night off. We just disappear, you know, go read the Bible, play Xbox, do things like that. Go have a non-alcoholic beer. I'm sorry. There's a lot of, uh, I think I'm ca we're catching up. Yeah, we're at 10, 12, which is just 30 minutes ago or 20 minutes ago. By the way, if you came late when this ends, Immediately after it ends, it will be available to watch on YouTube. Uh, so if you feel like you missed some stuff, we are grounded when we. So this is funny. This doesn't affect dad because dad is a homebody. This affects mom Man. because mom needs to go out. So it's funny. The punishments end up not being as strict, not because we loosen up, because she goes crazy in the house. She is a she is a planner. She is she wants to do a doer. things, and and they obviously reap the benefits of the blessings of mom wanting to do these things. And then when they're in trouble, we're just like, well, I, I can't do nothing. But me, you know me, I'm like, baby, you can go. I'll stay here. And with I her. go. Mm, she will. That's why y'all see me everywhere doing everything. Because... This is why it's important <laughs> to find someone complimentary and stop looking for someone that's compatible. Yeah, because otherwise, who will raise our children? <laughs> I'd love to hear your take on kids being disobedient in school. Oh, get it. People blame mental issues, but it seems to be because so my wife's going to have a whole lot to say about this to the point where I'll just no, get my I two cents on. Well, no, I mean, you have Go a ahead. rightful uh, reason. Um, <clears throat> it's important that we understand that. Why are you yelling? The I'm microphone's just, right here. I'm just loud. But She's, the, look, the little can, blue line. Can I tell is my wife's been telling me, why, have you, why are you yelling for the last seven years? 
I don't know when she'll figure it out. I tell her time, like, when are you going to figure it you out? You literally have a microphone. You're like, hey, God, I don't know. How, it up. I don't know how to whisper. I couldn't even you hear anybody to tonight. Just talk. Okay. It's, that's what microphones are for. They I, don't know. I don't know how to use that volume. It feels so, like okay, I feel ahead. like I'm well. Okay. Okay. Um, with kids being disobedient at school, the thing is, it's she's really gonna have to touch on this because today's school system is is at the same time there might be a reason that they're actually getting in trouble, but sometimes these schools are failing. These so, these schools won't tell you to the last minute Man, something's I'm going on. Give because, you part of it. Go ahead, keep going. I'm gonna let you go, but then I'm gonna take it. Well, I'm saying because nowadays kids can barely even get in trouble for anything. And Why? Because the parents suck too, though. Boom, no, there I'm, it is. That's it. Because other parents suck, so we the good parents no, get affected, though. No. No. Okay, let the mom and the educator talk. So you can say that we get... Okay, so just so y'all know, complete transparency, right? Our oldest has been recently getting in trouble at school. We're giving you parenting tips, tricks, advice, biblical stuff. But at the end of the day, we're still human. Our kids are still human. And we're we do not have perfect a perfect family. We don't have perfect kids. We don't have a perfect marriage. Like... This is my first time raising a teenager. He's our oldest kid. We're experiencing this. We're giving you information based off of he he want to talk. He want to cut me off like you doing JD. We we're giving you information based off of what works and what doesn't work for us or places that I've seen things work being in education and being around K through 12, high red and other stuff like that. Go. What what you got? Just laughing at you. No, I just wanted to add to what my wife said, though, because she said it's, we're not perfect. And that's the thing I need you to understand. Because we're all sinners, it will never be perfect. Good parenting is about learning how to handle the imperfections. Yeah. Not how can we make our house perfect. Your sinner kids are going to sin. So it's not about and how your I sinner parents is going to sin. It's not about how can I prevent the sin? How do we approach it? So that's what I just wanted to add. Yeah. Yeah. I'm your cherry. So. Kids are disobedient at school because they're allowed to be disobedient at home. So this is the first place. Yes. But that's the Stop thing. Stop it. Isn't? Okay. Stop it. So this is where we need to initially nip the issue. So those of you that are concerned, am I having too many talks about God with my kid? Am I disciplining them too much? Oh my goodness, I have to stay in the house because they're grounded. Like it is up to you to make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to do in private so that they do what they're supposed to do in public. Like I would much rather our kids get in trouble here at home so that we can correct the behavior than for them to take it in public, disrespect another adult or another kid or something like that. And because we didn't discipline it, mm -hmm. then not only is it a bad reflection on our child, but it's a bad reflection on our on us. Now, Michael is stuck on this fact that our son made two bad decisions and only one of them being at school. In comparison, like we we honestly have he gets good discipline here. That's yes, we have good kids. So he's like, well, it was the other kids that made him do that. But at the end of the day, he made his decision. Right. He knows right from wrong. He made his decision. He chose wrong. He received the consequences. And now he's living with those consequences. So we can point the fingers all we want and hit this bystander theory of, well, they're going to fix it. They're going to fix it. They need to fix it. But at the end of the day, it starts with you. The, the teachers at the school, and I'm going to hit this from my education side. Yes, there is a lack of discipline as well. But why? Because the parents have started coming up to the school saying, 
I defend my kid, not I defend the adult that was in the room. Mm -hmm. And that's because the discipline, again, didn't start at home with Mm -hmm. the parent. So it has to start there. I see the second part of your question says people blaming mental health issues. Mental health issues is a thing. Is it the majority of what's happening? No. Spiritual health issues is what's happening. Yeah. No foundation. So... So, oh darn it! I had something so great. I, I know, to but add. I was going in. And I know. <laughs> so you mentioned, um, uh, uh, oh, darn it! No, this wasn't. I had something else I wanted to say. Okay, and, uh, okay. what were you just talking about? I'm about to go to bed. Okay, well, one thing I did want to add is we cannot forget to, uh, again, I mentioned this earlier, is that don't just make the God thing about when they're in trouble either, and that also pointing out when they do well. So, for example, with our son. I recognize that, you know, we recognize that our son has some certain struggles of showing his emotions on his sleeve. Now, this time I was so upset that I said, look, you will not walk around this house like that because you often let it affect others. And I recognize that he was actually he's actually been handling his punishment much better than ever in the past. So I said to him, I appreciate that you are showing this. Right. And and he's still in trouble. In fact, I'd be talking about how it's going to get worse. But I'm telling him, like, I appreciate that you've done it. And, and I talked to him about these things. In fact, I remember telling him beforehand, like, when we get in trouble here, it's because we're trying to prevent prevent it from the real impact out there. And then he got in trouble at school. So I was like, see, this is what we've been warning you about. Now mm-hmm. it's beyond ours. Yeah. Now it's here. And make that. And again, when I discipline my son because of his age, I, I tell him, like, we're not going to sugarcoat this. You're going to be a man in a couple of years. And you need to understand you can end up dead. You can end up in jail. You can end up fired. You can end up all types of stuff. And so we're going to talk about this on how to handle this punishment. So I always tell him, lift your head up and don't put your head down. Own up to what you did. I tell him all the time, look me in the eyes. I was like, if you, if you got in trouble, then it's over. It's over and gone. And I, that's why, that's how I also show grace. Even though the distance, someone asked, how do you discipline with grace by disciplining, but also emphasizing that it's past and it's forgiven. Yeah, so we don't have to keep coming back being like, and you're bad, and no. you're bad, and you did it's this, gone. and you did this. Does that mean the punishment disappeared? No. No. Because consequences are consequences. Sometimes those consequences are natural, yeah. and they happen based off of the choices that you made. And sometimes those consequences are given to you. Just because I forgive you mm-hmm. doesn't mean that we're going to forget about it yeah. or that you, you're suddenly done with those consequences. I love... I don't remember where I heard this from a long time ago, but there's this analogy about a plate, right? So plate, you drop the plate. It's a broken plate. Can you glue it back together? Sure, maybe you can glue it back together, but there's still going to be all kind of cracks and stuff in it or whatever. Like the consequence of that plate being dropped is that now it's a broken plate. Can we fix it and, and put it back together and make it to where we can eat on it again? Yes, but it's still broken. Amen. And then uh, to the second part, though, about the mental health, we need to. Yes, if that is the case, whatever. But we need to remember that a lot of people want to jump there first. And oftentimes it's not that like it doesn't. Yes, those do exist. We're not taking that away. But with kids, this we have to understand that this world is trying to put drugs in our kids as far as like just slowing them down. It makes things easy. uh, easy. Uh, Yes, Roblox, our kids are officially done. I don't know if we've actually said it to them, but the recent stuff coming out about that. Um, yeah, I wanted to bring this up because the other day I was talking about this, I I was on a live for something. I don't remember what, and somebody was like, um, I don't want to take Roblox away from my kid because I don't want them to be mad at me. I remember that. 
Yeah, I don't want them to be mad at me or think it was a punishment or think that it was a punishment to take Roblox away and give them something that was true more play. wholesome, uh, like like True Play. Um, take take it away. Well, you answered this earlier already. You're just tell them why. Yeah, I'm not done. First of all, remember that you're the pain. Look, I know my so. I know I correct him sometimes because of how straightforward he is, but I kind of see it in myself too. So I'm going to go ahead and hit it too. Hey, you're the parent. Take the Roblox away. Are they mad? So <laughs> you're the parent. It's your responsibility. Their future is your responsibility. Take the Roblox away. However, age appropriately, discuss with them why some things are not appropriate they're just not whether that's the fact that you can get on there and chat with other people the fact that you don't know what's being said like oh, the the roblox look weird matter of fact with no clothes on we get to dress but still like it's okay to take something away that you don't think is appropriate that you thought was appropriate at one time like roblox was the craze everybody's doing it everybody's having fun with it oh my goodness let my kid find your kid they're both christian kids like cool they can play together it's okay for you to renege on that and say you know what i made a mistake this was not okay for you and here's why i'm gonna take it away i don't think you should play with it anymore it doesn't mean that you have to replace it with something else like true play no because why because you're the parent you don't need a reason so I want to just add one thing to what my wife said so that y'all can hear very clearly. She said you can discuss. And why do I emphasize that? There's no problem with answering questions if your son, if your child wants to ask a question and enlightening them. That is not negotiations. That is not them questioning you. I don't know. I cannot stand the fact that human beings in this society have to negotiate with children and say things like I try and they just put their headphones on. Where, what? where do you live? Look, let me be, I don't care what nobody says. My child doesn't have an opinion in my house. Now I'll let him speak. But what my point is this, that when they're in trouble, what do they do? They try and say, but we say, no, no, there's no, but if I said it, that's what it is. We, we can talk about why, but you don't get this question. You can ask questions, but you don't get the question me. My ways are above your ways. And again, it's also teaching that instant obedient to this understanding that the one that knows better than you. Look, I just, I really can't stand when people be negotiating with their children, especially in public. Come on. I said, come on, please, Bobby, please, Bobby, please stop it, Bobby. Like, Why you gotta be Bobby? I just feel like a little Bobby and mom's Karen, obviously. Um, I told her one time we were, I forget where we we're at, but I was in an elevator and I was running behind cause I was sitting there with the door open cause this woman cannot get her kid off the elevator laying on the ground crying. And I was like, I'm about to grab this child. So just so y'all know, if y'all see me in public between the mother in me, the teacher in me and the soldier in me, I will be your advocate. I have given many of mommy looks <laughs> and teacher looks oh, to yeah, somebody sure. else's bad kid that has made them straighten up. And if you can be that person, you be it for that other mom hey. out there who's trying to figure out how to do things. I remember specifically one time this little boy was going down the aisle, knocking stuff down after his mama told him not to knock stuff down. Two seconds. That's not appropriate. Don't do that. 
I give you permission. We tell people all the time, if my child out of line, you put them in place. That's the problem with this generation. If someone put another child in place, now they make a meme about like, I'm coming outside and fighting somebody's parents. So because your child is disrespectful, belligerent, and rude, if anybody corrects your child, you got to fight them. Now no. I know why your child is disrespectful, yeah. belligerent, and rude. Please whoop uh, my son. Call me and yeah. I'll whoop him with you. Yeah. Please. Whatever Please happened to a village, a village, uh, uh, but then come tell me you discipline my kid. Too. <laughs> yeah. Don't beat my kid or anything like that, but you can grab my son, uh, grip my son up. Um, my husband was an assistant principal. Well, man, I'll tell you when my wife was in teaching, I actually was getting uncomfortable with it because of the way schools are with their limited ability. Cause I remember the one time she came home and she told me about one of their students hit her with the door because he was trying to slam the door shut and, and it hit her. And that was the year I left the classroom. <laughs> Ask her what her grown man husband was saying. I was ready to go fight a child. Like, oh, little 16-year-old think he tough? Little 16 think I won't punch a 16-year-old in the face? Well, I bet. Mm-hmm. I defend my wife. I'll punch a 16-year-old. Clip it. Um, You're silly. Yeah. Yeah. Take so, that, so. Mike. Michael, over, I, I, I remember. So, um, uh, Michael actually substituted. <laughs> yeah, and that's the last time. For a little while, and I remember him going to substitute at a high school, and he came home, and I, when I was in the classroom, I was teaching high school, so, like, I'm used to this stuff, but I remember he came home, and he was like, our kids are never going to high school. <laughs> yeah, these kids were saying things in the classroom in my presence, like, yo, at least when I was growing up, we hit it. I shouldn't know that you sell drugs and you have weapons at home. <laughs> I shouldn't know that you are doing things with other people that are, like, you guys just say it. Oh man, I was like, nah, nah, mm mm, mm mm. What ha was happening with Roblox? So recently, um, there was a, it was a, an older woman, right? I, I don't know. Oh, that was taught praying on a little girl. Yeah, there was an older woman that got caught praying on a little girl, and it's just one of many stories because Roblox, for the people in here that are a little bit older that don't know this, it's a video game that's basically not it's not high in graphics but what it what it is is it's creative people can make their own games within the game and run around and do whatever and kids go on there it looks like legos and you can chat with people and it it has good intention let kids get online fool around and have fun problem is anyone can get on there anyone can chat with anybody cuz all you got to do is go cl close to them in the in the game world and anybody can present themselves however they want and become friends with you. I'm like, oh, yeah, I like that, too. Where's your parents at? Oh, okay, cool. My parents aren't yeah. home. And it's, and it's not just a Roblox problem. It's a Online. un it's an unmonitored give your kid a tablet and let them do whatever they want problem. Like even up until recently, even whenever our oldest would get online to play something that was allowed to be online, he wasn't allowed to play it with headphones. Well, he still no. can't. He only can with the neighbors. With the and neighbors. I know it's the neighbors. But like. No, like, cool, you can play in this world, maybe, online, maybe. But one thing is it's not about to be a private conversation. Nope. So go ahead and unplug those headphones, and we're going to hear what's going on. And if we hear something inappropriate, then you'll just be removed well, from I've that. turned it off completely so that yeah. way he can only have private parties because I know. I'm a gamer. I know the popping off the words that they say on there. Yeah. And it's absolutely disgusting completely. I, guys, I really do highly recommend it. Um to get these kids off of just let them play on single player games and yeah, vetted back games. in the day. Like I should put together a list on my gaming channel of game games that are safe. Cause you know, one thing I realized is a lot of parents don't know, like remember your mom almost bought the kids Grand Theft Auto cause she had no idea. <laughs> and they went to her saying, can you get me this? 
And I know a lot of you don't know because you're not gamers. You're older, and I'm the immature child. So or maybe, you're just not gamers. I'm not older, and I don't know about half the games. I mean, you older about. though, because like yeah, she is old. <laughs> um, but yeah, so maybe I should put that together. Completely uh, off off topic though. Be a parent and stop shifting blame. When I first got okay, that's PS3. Karen, okay, I know where we're at now. I think we might have caught. Oh, did we? Yeah, you skipped over some, but that's fine. Ten fifty one. Yeah, we are at the end. Yeah, I'm um, tired. With that know. being said, she's definitely gonna get some sleep, and then I'm gonna do my little after show because I really want to read some Romans. It's all right. We're just gonna read for a little bit. You say a little bit, then you kind of bed at two a.m. No, I'm not gonna bed at two a.m. tonight. I guarantee it. Um, I just want to uh, uh, answer a couple questions that I know people have had that are not this related. So I'll do that only. I'm not going to go playing games or anything tonight. Uh, but I want to say thank you to my wife for being here. She is the apple of my eye, my sweetie gum dumb drop, cutie pie pum drop. You're my sweetie pie. Um, and uh, I just want her to know that she is always welcome here and that we appreciate her coming out and being the most magnificent woman that she could ever be. And I got to tell her something. I lied to you. Stop. I told you today. Oh, mute it. Mute it. <laughs> I told you that I loved you more than I could ever love you, but tomorrow I'll love you more. We know. Can y'all tell that words of affirmation is not my uh <laughs> have I ever told not you guys my love language <laughs> that I love waking up in the morning to view sun sunrises because of their beauty, but then I married my wife and I slept in. Oh ho, ho, that was smooth. <laughs> Maybe she my sunrise. Okay. okay. So if I got ugly, would you wake up nah. sooner to see the sun? Yeah, I'll be up at 2 a.m. Anyways, I got well, pictures of you. It was nice hanging out with you all. Um, hopefully, next time y'all have a few more questions for us, and JD's wife can can join us together. Um, I'm just gonna put my little plug in here. Tomorrow is Thursday, so that means that we have a live workout tomorrow night at 8:15 Central. On my TikTok, um, we're going to be doing a wall workout tomorrow. So all exercises involving um, a wall. My TikTok is I'm lifing, not to be confused with I'm lifting. A lot of people do that. <laughs> and I know everyone tells me I missed out on it, but it's I'm lifing. Um, and then that's, I think that's about all that I've got. I'm going to go wash my face and stuff and, and hop in the bed. And uh, Turn don't my worry, swag off. I'm gonna keep talking to her and, and bugging her in the background to be the first woman host of a podcast on this uh stream to the true Christian ministry YouTube. Maybe Saturdays that way she's off, she hops Saturday afternoon. I'm never even here on Ooh, Saturday or Sundays after church, guaranteed that she's home and I'll do the cleaning. You put her on here Sundays right before clip I do my it. thing. On somebody Sundays. clip it, clip it. Mm -hmm. I'll pay somebody, <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll keep bugging her, but. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. It's an extra long episode, but you all hung out. If you have questions that are not related to this, that you wanted to talk about biblically, I will give you a short amount of time that I'll be on TikTok. Uh, and that's a maybe, honestly, in its own. So we will see. If I don't end up on, if you don't see me live in 10 minutes, then we had an issue. I'll post a story. Um, but I'm going to try and use my computer. Thank you guys so much oh, for being here. We never um, even brought this book up. Everybody's probably gone now. But people ask us all the time about courtship. Your they, microphone is back here. You're talking behind it. Oh, people ask us all the time about, can I, can I ASMR? I don't even think the mic's on. It's not even blueing.
It's that has nothing to do. I don't know. What it was earlier. Anyways, people have asked us, where's the camera about courtship? This is a great book, Boy Meets Girl, that I made my husband read. It's Boy Meets Girl, Say Hello to Courtship. Yeah, because there's another one too. But this is the one that you want to read. It is great. And then we have the five love languages. Not back there. Although I do have a good book somewhere. on Somewhere. And here. then we have The Power of a Praying Wife, which is also a great one that I read. Um, and Love Dare, if you find that you are. I know, I'm giving you all the good stuff at the end. We didn't even talk about it. If you find that you're having problems connecting with your spouse, Love Dare is a good one to do in secret. It is based off of a movie, um, but it's a good one to do. And I say in secret. And when you look at it, you'll understand why. Because it's not cool if you do it. I mean, it's cool, but it's a lot better if you do it and they don't know that you're doing it. So, all right. That's all I got, y'all. Have a wonderful day, night. Don't forget to pray. We'll hop on with y'all. We're gone. Peace out. And with that being said, I as well am off and I will see you guys on TikTok here shortly in five minutes. Um, God bless. And as always, go on peace.